audibly acceptable audiobooks. Right now, you can get over 100,000 million books through the Carex Audio Bookstore. New York Times classics like I Married a Werewolf, Teen Bruisers, What Is This Dark Spot, Why Can't I Pull Off My Own Face, and the classic award-winning self-help book, How to Staple Your Mouth Shut by Here is just a small sample of the audio quality that you can expect. He flicked the hair out of his face, the sweat beating off of it, his weight pressed down on her, his lithe form finding comfort in her curves. There was a sensuous quality to her body he couldn't get enough of. He slipped her bra off smoothly and tossed it under the hard concrete floor. Bill patted the old Corvette with one hand. That's it, baby. Let me know all your secrets. An entire world is waiting for you. Just download them on the go to your Android or that one company that fucking hates headphones so they remove the port completely. Listen on the go. Pretend you're busy so you don't have to engage with others in society. And that's right, you can do it all from the comfort of your little safety cocoon of sound, you goddamn introverts. It's best if you also don't make eye contact and beat your head like you're cooler than everyone else is. Just $19.99 a month plus taxes and fees and VAT times too or our subscription service that's only $19.99 a month plus VATs and fees and service times too and allowing our tracking cookies, you can have instant access to all all that you desire when it comes to the audio realm. So join Carrick's Audio and Audible Audibly Acceptable Audiobooks now for when your eyes are just too fucking lazy to move side to side. And remember, you can't cancel at any time. Carrick's Audio and Audible Audibly Acceptable Audiobooks. Let's just stop moving as a species, you fatties. Today's podcast is brought to you by Carrick's Audio and Audible Audibly Acceptable Audiobooks. Right now, you can get over 100,000 million books through the Carex Audio Bookstore. New York Times classics like I Married a Werewolf, Teen Bruisers, What Is This Dark Spot, Why Can't I Pull Off My Own Face, and the classic award-winning self-help book, How to Staple Your Mouth Shut by Here is just a small sample of the audio quality that you can expect. He flicked the hair out of his face, the sweat beating off of it, his weight pressed down on her, his lithe form finding comfort in her curves. There was a sensuous quality to her body he couldn't get enough of. He slipped her bra off smoothly and tossed it under the hard concrete floor. Bill patted the old Corvette with one hand. That's it, baby. Let me know all your secrets. An entire world is waiting for you. Just download them on the go to your Android or that one company that fucking hates headphones so they remove the port completely. Listen on the go. Pretend you're busy so you don't have to engage with others in society. And that's right. You can do it all from the comfort of your little safety cocoon of sound, you goddamn introverts. It's best if you also don't make eye contact by your focus in games being fractured by poor technology in a style that goes back to the 80s even if you were born in the 90s. Then look no further than ACG Slather Junk. That's right. A new line ACG products that are guaranteed to improve your hip thrust, hip firing, sniper, headshotting kills where all other imitators just buy something from a company and have a sticker just thrown on it so they can sell you merchandise which really only results in you walking around with their head near your tits not acg baby no way these are handcrafted by the skilled five-fingered mittens of yours truly put together with an aim to increase your juice look at these headphones spray painted with acg right on their side and you can't tell me that won't raise your game elevate your heart rate and make you the best high test low rest motherfucker on the planet We've got everything, jugs, mugs, skirts, shirts, burkas, guns, cars, headphones, webcams, earbuds, ear cams, face tattoos, and genital piercings. It's all there. Like I said, this isn't just the normal item pulled from the shelves like all other creators out there and then slathered with their name. These are made from genuine angel dust and not the snortable kind, but the kind you get when you grab an angel and wring its body free of its magical powers that slowly dies to light the frozen fires of excellence in all our products. ACG Slathered Junk. I take care of you when no one else will. All the shit total BS and like all of the creators, it's not better than normal marketed brands, but buy my shit, please. 
In a world where first-person shooters are relegated to been there, done that status, a new contender has arrived. Today we announce Call of Karak 2, the Karakening Limited Unlimited Collector's Ultimate Exclusive We Ran Out of Fancy Shit Names Edition. Where other video game editions just give you a couple items, we here at Crack Design Incorporated Productions want to reward you, the gamer. Now we have marketing data that proves that all the other shit you get matters more to you guys than the game. So when you buy for a limited but ultimately unlimited time and purchase the Unlimited Collector's Limited Edition, you get... DLC that'd be sold later in a complete package, a gun painted like a giraffe, a gun painted like you would probably paint it, a deck of completely unrelated and all-way playing cards, a specially designed Zika-sized mask guaranteed to fit no one, and lastly, get access to the PC version early so you can beta test that bitch for us. But most importantly, for a completely unlimited time to make you feel like you need to rush out and get it, we have an oversized, completely ridiculous statue lit up with Christmas tree lights that we won't tell you how much it costs us to make, but you can bet some kid in China's pounding these out 20 a day while high-fiving a statue of Xing Jinping on his way out every morning. And to close this off, here's a list of bullet points that we needlessly make look like they are all in the special editions, but are actually just in the game. The game. A manual, like that's somehow special. An explanation of the modes right here, because it's got numbers in it, it'll make you think there's more going on. And lastly, multiple times where we can use the word epic and massive to make sure that you feel like you're going into a Michael Bay movie. So by now enjoying the epic, interconnected, massive, scorching, huge, big word, big word, interactive, open, but really hub world gameplay experience. This is somehow already being claimed as a classic and instant hit and amazing by websites that haven't even fucking played it yet. So join us September never. Disclaimer, also not on early access services because we're shit with promises. And today, a special thanks to our new sponsor. Have you ever wanted to be a part of nerd culture but didn't have the money to jump into the newest graphics cards, expensive figurines, or YouTubers trying to sell you on 3D printing at home where they get a cut? Well, look no further. A company's found the perfect middle ground for people with just enough money to spend but not enough to do anything useful with. Carrick Crate, where you get a new crate of random Carrick items every single month. Each month, a different box arrives at your door. Spatulas, used socks, my slightly bent and beat up cheese grater, or a cat. That's right, for only $14.99 per month, twice a month a month, you get a small crate sent to your house, just absolutely stock full of useless bullshit. Each pack is created to make sure that you get at least four rare items as well as four items that you won't have any fucking clue what to do with. Now, just some of the amazing things that you can get in your new carrot crate, a pair of bloody scissors, used facial scrubber, one half of a well-worn jock strap, and the last ball of lint that my cat coughed up. Ladies and gentlemen, you won't find a better deal for something to make you feel like you're wasting your cash on crap anywhere else. And these items are nice enough to display proudly around your home as a member of the Carrick Crate. Each comes with a stand made of genuine bullshit. The same bullshit anyone is trying to prattle to you like you're a rot-lipped gate mouth whenever they want you to pay for a mystery crate filled with useless shit just like this. So again, try Carrot Crate. For just $21.99 per month, four times a month, a month each month, twice a month, you can get an amazing crate filled with stuff that you will have no fucking idea what to do with. Carrick Crate, where strange comes to you. Now we sup everybody. This is Carrick with ACG. We're doing the international podcast, and I have Brian. Thank you very much for coming back. I appreciate it, Thanks. Ginger Prime. Thank you We've very much. I'm glad Abzi. you're here. Give give yeah. give some kind of verbal acknowledgement that we're online, Abzi. That we're streaming. Yo, are we live? All right, Johnny. <laughs> yes, Reg. Yo, and I already said silver. I said silver first, didn't I? Uh, silver no. again. Silver, maybe for the first time, and me, and we're going to do the international podcast. We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. It's not necessarily the biggest uh, gaming news week, I think, overall, but there's some stuff to pick through to jump into. I definitely appreciate all you guys watching. If you get a chance, uh, you know, check us out on Spotify, 
and iTunes. Also, also rate the podcast. Something I always forget to ask, but rate the podcast. It helps big time if you rate it. It helps big time if you also uh, just, well, listen to it there as well. Tell other people to listen to it there. We did pretty well. I think the highest we've been is number 16 in the United States. No, no, no. We were number eight one time in the United oh, nice. States podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we, you know, sometimes for we gaming? do really well. Hmm? Yeah. For, Sorry, for it, gaming? Yeah, yeah. And multiple that we've done. It, it's been like gaming, leisure. There was a couple other ones. Sexual talk, probably. But there's always, yeah, yeah we've, we we do fairly well. But because we only do once a week, you know, a lot of people I know have six, seven podcasts. I just have the podcast. And then I do upload the side videos, sometimes the reviews as well. But yeah, we do really well. It's just, it goes like this, man. We'll shoot up. You know, for that one time people listen and then back down out of the charts, then back in the charts looks it, it, it definitely looks a little odd, but I appreciate everybody doing that. Let's see. Let's talk a little bit about what we've been playing, but let's not like let's not spend a ton of time on it. But we're going to go with Brian dally. first since he's first. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to dilly dally. Exactly. Well, since the last time I was on the uh, podcast, you guys convinced me I jumped into some Elden Ring. Absolutely nice. incredible. Awesome. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and then essentially like outside, of, I know we'll talk a little bit about MMOs on the podcast. So I'm not going to like just bemoan like all of what I do in, in that space, but uh, TMNT, uh, the new Shredder's Revenge. Uh, yep. Talk about an absolute masterpiece. Talk about a game that like literally the drop in, drop out multiplayer, mwah, playing with the kids, easy as can be. Like absolutely just came out of nowhere. And honestly, it's like, it finally felt like somebody understood what a good TMNT game is supposed to deliver. And so that's essentially uh, what I've been playing outside of. I still play New World and I still play Final Fantasy 14. And uh, and I was just trying to think, uh, I downloaded Street Fighter V the other day, but I haven't had a chance to to boot it up. And I played a little bit of Outriders this week. I tried to play on launch and that was a complete mess. Was it? And, uh, and yeah, and, and it ended up being that I've just been so busy with work this week that I was like, oh, I'll, I'll play tonight. No, still got to work late. So I actually got to play a little bit before the podcast. And uh, I like Outriders. I, I really honestly do. I love the the moment to moment gameplay. So I'll, I'm going to keep uh, keep plugging away at it. But uh, that's not an official review. I just played two levels. I was like, great. Feels like Outriders. All right. What about you, Silver? Uh, mostly been playing uh, Wrath of the Righteous, um, Pathfinder. Also, um, uh, our indie game of the week a little bit, um, which we'll re- reveal later uh, for once. Um, yeah, that's really what I've been playing mainly. Reg? Um, mostly a visual novel week for me. So I've been doing Arcadia Fallen and Tiny Bunny, which is a horror visual novel, mm. which uh, is pretty unusual for me. But uh, yeah. especially since you, you that that's when you expressed you were getting creepy vibes. Oh, yeah. From oh, the yeah, dude, with, right? Goosebumps all the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. You DM'd me. You're like, uh, I'm, I'm very scared right now. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For sure. And a little bit of Endless Dungeon, the playtest that's currently going on. Oh, very cool. What about you, Johnny? So uh, outside of my continual League of Legends journey, I've been playing Raft, which I'm happy to report has kind of like a story that you follow. Mm -hmm. You go different places. Pretty cool. Um, And uh, Bioshock Infinite for the first time ever this week. It's a great game. Uh, has some amazing additions to the fundamentals of Bioshock 1. Mm-hmm. Love the grappling action. Love that stuff. Uh, yeah, really surprised me. That's it? That's it. All right. What about you, Abzi? 
I've also been playing Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous, doing a uh, evil playthrough, a uh, half-orc executioner that just wants power. It's been going pretty, pretty well. And I've also been playing a visual novel like Reg uh, called AI the Somnium Files, which is oh, yeah, half, I about that one. Right, half visual novel, half kind of a point-and-click thing, and it's been going pretty well. And I also started a, a raft game with a friend last night, which went pretty well. So a bit of all three um, games I've been playing now. Yeah. Gotcha. Everybody in chat, what have you guys been playing? Looks like some people are doing a little bit of Outriders, Prey. There's always going to be somebody playing Prey, even 15 years from now. Yeah. Somebody's going to be like, I'm playing Prey. Um, I'm not really playing anything. I'm doing some stuff on the side for the channel. I haven't really been I haven't really been jumping into anything. Uh, reading here, let's see. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A bunch of people are really excited for that. That's pretty short, though. Uh, yeah. Isn't it, Brian? Isn't that a shorter game? Yeah, but it's it adds a lot of like just replay value. I think essentially Yo. one of the things is it does feel like it makes you. If anybody remembers like the golden age, you had uh, like you know golden uh, axe. You had, uh, oh, you had yeah. X Men, and it makes you play this game and go, "Man, I really hope that they do those next." Like I re like it doesn't have to be a game that's going to consume your life, but the fact is like when it comes to drop in drop out multiplayer as as a gamer, I can't just express enough how important that is because you could just be like all right i want to sit down and play for 15 minutes and then all of a sudden your friend just joins you and then you're like well i can keep going a little bit longer and then all of a sudden you realize you're four or five hours in and you've had an amazing time even if you've beaten it a couple of times and etc but it actually adds a lot of replay value if you choose to opt into it um but all in all like it's a it's a really good consumable game it's perfect for the steam deck which i know we're going to be talking about steam deck later today uh, and it's also on Switch and everywhere. It's got crossplay in some degree. So it's, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm just really thrilled. It came out of, I saw, I heard it announced. It was one of those like, oh, are they going to mess this one up? Like it, right. it always kind of like, I've played every Turtles game ever released. And it, it was always like, oh man, oh, that they missed this one. They, they keep missing. And then this one just kind of slaps. Yeah. So I was like really pleased with it. Well, let's talk about the Steam Deck. Go. Ahead. So what are your thoughts, Brian? How long have you had yours? Okay, so I pre-ordered the second that they that let me, and if I finally got it second quarter, uh, you know, I got the high-end version, the one with the, the memory and all that. Um, as somebody who, uh, you know, is a programmer, I've been enjoying getting into the weeds of hacking the thing to get it to do all kinds of things. So I have it running Stadia, I have it running GeForce Now and X, X Cloud. So as a gaming machine, being able to do cloud streaming on it is incredible. The battery lasts an insane amount of time by doing that. Having running New World and Final Fantasy XIV, which you have, to hack, you have to hack Final Fantasy XIV on this, it gives me so much flexibility as a dad gamer. Uh, and, and that's where I'm going to come from for anybody who's like not a dad. Just ignore the next statement. But being able to hang out with the kids, they could be watching a cartoon on the TV. This does what the Switch don't. Like it's like at the end of the day, like this exists and it's incredible. And there's so many things that I go, why doesn't Nintendo let me do this? Even ha. if just connecting to X, Y, and Z. And so that like this is my this is my where I spend most of my game time. That's where I played most of TMNT. That's where I played most of the games that as long as they're supported are there uh is it worth the price absolutely absolutely the battery will drain on a game like final fantasy 14 new world will drain the battery so you get maybe a good hour and a half two hours out of it in terms of that kind of game but if you want to if you actually have a cloud service like stadio or x cloud or geforce now you'll get i mean you could game on that for 10 hours and you and it, and it will and, and and you won't notice it i think if it's quiet as all get out like honestly i'm i'm incredibly happy with my with my deck so far and the 
the sheer flexibility that it lets me kind of break into it and do and do things that it doesn't normally do right out of the gate, I think is exciting. And I think this will be a huge, have a huge impact five to 10 years now for the Linux gaming community. And I think gaming overall, as we see Microsoft move its kernel more to a Linux base. And that's what Windows 11 is the most Linux version of Windows yet. So it's, we're seeing some really good movements in the space. And I think Linux is a really, it's going to be a really key uh, player in the future of gaming. What about form factor? You're happy with the form factor oh, of it and the weight? As a, as a six foot tall, like, you know, actually I've, I've lost 35 pounds. So I'm uh, 270 pounds now. Um, like this feels great. Like I love the form factor. It's got the little clicks on the backhand, uh, which it was great. It's USB-C charging. That's actually really critical because uh, iPhone is the only thing that I've got that doesn't now support USB-C. So this right. is like, it's it fits right into my own charging stations that we already have downstairs. Uh, I, I love the factor. And even with the, uh, the, the track pads for like moving, if you need a mouse and key, you know, uh, for certain things, especially like in 14, that ends up being a help. Um, no, this is this is so comfortable as opposed to like the switch where has anybody ever played a game like on switch laying down and your arms kind of maybe start to tingle or, or get numb and you're like, oh man, like I'm, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I have yet to experience that with this. But again, my play sessions tend to be around maybe two hours uh, on on the deck as opposed to like I'm not if I was going to do anything more than two hours, honestly, I'd be like, I'm just going to go to the PC. Yeah, I, I, that's why I got this for the for the the the, the switch. My like wife these, was looking at that for me. Satisfied. Yeah, it's it's so much better. I can hold yeah. it and play and okay. fuck the Joy-Cons. I hate the Joy-Cons so much. She was she was asking me like what I want for my birthday. It's coming up this month and I was like, so she was looking at that. So I'll 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 pass that along to her cuz I was like I, I don't know. That that does look more comfortable. It's it's so comfortable. It's it's it works very well. But you can't uh you can't at least the ones I got only worked when only works in portable. So you can't like use them as their own controllers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Reg, for Steam Deck? I know that you've now... Are Mine is currently on the way back from repair. Okay. Way back uh, from repair. I, awesome. Good turnaround. Yes. Yeah, that's. Uh, it took like a week to get there. I don't know what the postal services did. Uh, and uh, now it's on the way back. Very nice. Yes. Overall, hopefully, ignoring the Hopefully RNA. all fixed and uh, potentially, hopefully, with the more quiet fan if they replace the whole thing because that really was my only complaint that i got the noisy fan you got the uh, otherwise i really enjoyed uh having it until it suddenly just died uh but uh i did enjoy all the games that run on it i like the 40 fps lock i think that's a perfect middle ground for the for the uh, portable console yeah if the games can run it and of course i mean the same um I'm, i've used the, the linux desktop on it plenty as well Getting my own scripts, etc. Anybody else have a Steam Deck in here? Johnny, you don't have no, one yet, right? Nope, not yet. Um, yeah, I, I still have an RMA'd mine. Found out it didn't work and then put it back in the closet. So um not super impressed with it personally, but I, I think it's just because like portable's just not very comfortable for me. I, I don't know what it is. I just uh, I mean especially portable of that size, yeah. Yeah, I'm just well. like, I'll just sit in front of the PC. I think if there was a tiny bit more of a need, if I had kids, I could certainly see it being, yeah. uh, you know, something where it's like I didn't really have any complaints with it per se, but um, it was just, it didn't push me. But that was sort of the same way the Switch was. Switch uh, only got me for some particular games like Skyrim, where I played a bunch. I, th I think their port for Skyrim was incredible. Um which is awesome. I also think that the more, the better Steam Deck does, obviously, we'll get other competitors, which is 
great in that space if you want if you want these kind of things that's that's the best part is that you mm-hmm. can you know start to see that competition already boiling up we're starting to see um you know big websites do reviews of the other you know these other devices and stuff which then is going to cause people to look at that and say hey maybe you know what can we hit i don't know if they'll be able to hit the power of the steam deck at least for a while just by the sheer you know valve took a hit on the price obviously i mean cuz they've got some got some pretty good pretty good hardware in there but speaking of the hardware so reg they cut the nvme speed by half in the premium versions is that what it was or is yes. it all Correct. Did, yeah. Have they stated why they did that? Uh, I think as far as uh, that's it's mainly supply issues. Uh, so, so they were like, okay, we're not really getting the supply of the full speed one we wanted. Uh, the, okay. the two speed one will have to do as well. All right. And just so everybody knows, Steam, while Steam did that, they didn't really tell anybody. That's that's a that's it's stupid, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. I think in the end, it's not really going to affect any performance on the Steam Deck overall. Um, and what you're using it for. We'll find out if it does, because somebody's going to benchmark everything, right? We know that. For sure. It'll yeah. be a YouTube channel that'll be like, you know, you're losing point, point 0.5, you know, FPS on this one game, that kind of stuff. But uh, overall, yeah, really good system. What's the premium cost? What's the premium Steam Deck now? So I think it cost me about 650 in US dollars. I think that's around what it was with, uh, with hacks, because I think it was like a little bit less than that. It could be a little bit more. I ended up mm. budgeting that money like, last year and so it was just sitting in an account ready to be withdrawn so when i went to pay for it i did it wasn't like anything i felt because i was like okay i've already paid for this i just want my deck reg was yours about the same uh the european version is a little bit more expensive Mm. i think 680 it was for us so okay for whatever reason i think in my brain i was i was picking up maybe on the middle priced one so that is the cheapest is one was 420 cheap. at least in Europe I'm going at the euro prices now 420 was the, the smallest one and 550 the medium one has anybody uh do you, I'm sure they have I I shouldn't say has anybody but has anybody looked at the uh benchmarks between the low and the high has there been any like showing a huge massive deficit in the lower version for loading I don't know the game? The, I mean the, the only thing that's really different is the storage but yeah. I don't haven't seen any benchmarks on that. Yeah, the storage idea. is much also faster. So like the lowest end, which runs, I think it starts at 380 US or something around that. Um, it has a different speed on the storage. Does, so yeah. when you get that medium tier and the high tier, not only do you get more storage, but it's actually faster storage. So uh, from a benchmarking perspective, I think the games probably play pretty similar across of them. But when it comes down to the higher ones, it's you can, you know, I love that fast loading. Whenever you have Series X, PlayStation 5, I have an NVMe. Uh, drive for my main hard drive on my PC. I don't want to sit around and wait. <laughs> like yeah. I, I've well, been what spoiled. I'm wondering though, what I'm saying is, has anybody benchmarked to show the difference? Like, is the difference no, massive? I can, I can I only I can only go by by what the the bandwidth speed uh, is. Uh, the smallest one has only PCI Express Gen Two X One. Is the storage modular? Can you add or? Or change you or... can yeah there's a little they slot don't down here recommend on the bottom. doing so but they showed how to do it so it's you, know. you can also like take yeah they'll like you can take this apart we'd have the also the yeah. right to repair i've seen people kind of extend the system and put in an oled oled screen probably voids want. the warranty right yeah oh, yeah anything you're gonna do i think does that the uh i do like my oled switch so there is a visual aspect of it but like this is more of a functional device like i can see you know with character understanding like yeah if you're not a dad but 
I, I like the, I need the flexibility. That's where cloud gaming actually gives me a lot of flexibility is where yeah. Steam Deck gives me a lot of flexibility because yeah, if I had uninterrupted time, which doesn't exist because I've cloned myself, uh, you know, I would play on my, my gaming PC that is set up for it, but I do get that time, but it's usually scheduled time. This allows me to have those kind of moments where you're like, Oh, kids are playing nice outside in the sprinklers, you know, house is cleaned up. I'll just boot up something and kind of relax while I, while I listen to make sure no one's like, you know, trying to slam anybody into a wall. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of cloud gaming, I tried NVIDIA GeForce Now mm-hmm. and I was very, very impressed. Yeah. Uh, it was the latency was really good. I haven't tried the Xbox cloud one, but I was very impressed with GeForce Now. <clears throat> I, I, I recommend I recommend GeForce Now a lot. I actually use GeForce Now heavily in my gaming. It plays New World uh, for me. So like I can play New World wherever the hell I am. Um, but also I like it because I literally, I was like, tried to play Outriders on my main computer that I'm on right now. And I was having all these random bugs. Like it was like, it wouldn't respond to button presses. I don't know why. Like, again, I can troubleshoot or something. I boot up GeForce now, it runs great. And I was <laughs> like, okay, well, I don't, I'm, I just want to play, right? Like, I just want to play. I don't want to sit here and have to worry about troubleshooting it. So I do recommend GeForce now if you've got the uh, decent internet, which ends up not being insane, but it's like 25, you know, down, which is usually recommended. Um, $5 super chat. I'm slip factory. What are your thoughts on unreal five? I, I, I awesome. love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think yeah. essentially it's going to help revolutionize game, uh, game development and DevOps, especially with larger teams. We've seen, uh, ashes of creation migrate over to unreal five. I'm wondering if blue protocol, uh, if they end up making that, that jump, cause they're building that game on unreal four, uh, unreal five, isn't going to be like, uh, it's going to have some great visuals and great, uh, punch there. But what I'm hearing more from my developer friends that are working on it, it also really helps with workflow and 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 that kind of load balancing, uh, you know, and, and those kind of project management stuff. So it's going to, I think it's going to improve development. I think you're going to, and with that extra time, may, you'll probably also see the visual improvement that it already brings. So I'm seeing uh, a lot of um, Chinese games or, or even new games uh, that haven't been uh, released yet move to Unreal 5 and see all these uh these upgrades like ashes of creation and got the wukong game that the and another chinese game that looks pretty cool yeah, it's like the an other, action yeah the other one yeah they're all moving moving there and and you can see the uh the upgrade is the only thing i cool. am nervous about is something we talked about on the back end which is that you know they've made it clear that unreal the 5 does have an issue with foliage yeah which is why you're yeah. seeing very particular games and very particular demos and i was like oh that makes sense cuz mm. something can't just be better well, it can, but a lot of times when something's better at everything, there you're like, well, there's where's the downside? Catch? Maybe, maybe that's why Forspoken is taking place in like this post-apocalyptic yeah, brown. Yeah, no like Forspoken. Once I started reading Forspoken, some of the devs, though, isn't on five though. Forspoken's on Luminous Engine. Once yeah. I started talking to all the devs and started like sort of figuring out what their complaints were about foliage in particular, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like there's there is, and of course, Unreal Stutter. Which is funny because Unreal developers keep saying, oh, we're working on it, we're working on it. It's like, yeah, you've been working on it since Unreal 3, man. Or, I mean, <laughs> that's what it feels like. I think it has only been for four. But another super chat. Uh, $5 from Brian. What is the most money spent on an individual game? DLC, microtransactions, etc. What is the most money you spent in an individual game? Okay. League of Legends, $1,000, $1,500. Fifteen hundred dollars, League of Legends. But that's over, over, yeah, over the span of like seven years. So on aggregate, it's not that much. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, I mean, it would probably be Warframe for me, maybe. Mm. Uh, since like 
20, pay back the devs a little bit. 2014 or so. Yeah. Couldn't tell you the amount really, but I've bought a couple of the like prime access packs, which are like 70 or 80 bucks. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe, maybe three or $400 over those years. Um, yeah, that would probably be it. I think uh, if I don't count like fan fests and travel, like for Final Fantasy 14, uh, I'm around $1,500 for like 10 plus years. I've been covering that game for 13 years. So uh, around like $1,500 in terms of subscription and, and additional little little bits little, here. If I count FanFest, it jumps up to easily like $35,000, because And you, you got to get that around. bike, right? You got to get that bike. Well, for I that went fast to, I got, speed. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got the bike because I went to FanFest, not, not for the bike. Oh, okay. uh, and then essentially I was like, it kind of is weird because then they sell the bike for like 25 bucks. And I was like, oh, everyone like, in Endwalker is zooming with that bike everywhere. <laughs> and the next expansion and then the next expansion and, uh, and everybody's going to complain right when that happens because it's going to feel like pay to win. Pay to win. Uh, <laughs> and they'll they'll leverage that. And that becomes a whole argument because then you have the defenders come in and say, no, it's not. It, it's a whole, I don't know. It's almost predictable. You can be like, all right, guys, get ready for internet bullshit drama. Reg, <laughs> Sorry Johnny. Sorry if this was a Seems four. If if we can't DLC. Uh, yeah, he did. He yeah. did say DLC. Yeah, Sims so, 4. Oh, yeah, that's easily the winner. <laughs> like by, by a long margin. Like, <laughs> oh my yeah, trend. I would say oh, yeah. mine too, probably because I've bought it a couple times. I got almost everything, so that's a couple yeah. hundred. And I have everything yeah. on a couple different. All the furniture packs and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Since would be mine too, Johnny. What about yours? Uh, I was gonna say because I've definitely bought skins in Dota two and League, but um, actually Final Fantasy fourteen. If you add up the just a monthly. Right, uh, hmm? Brian. It adds up. Well, let's not talk like, about the monthly because those. I, I, I. He didn't really say that. He was saying microtransactions and DLC. Microtransactions. Okay. okay. Yeah. Then. Yeah. yeah. Then definitely around like maybe two hundred bucks in Dota two. Probably. That's not bad at all. For skins. That's not bad yeah. for a Dota two. For like ten years of playing yeah. that game. <laughs> Wizard of Smoke five dollars super chat. Hello, friendos. Got my COVID cherry popped. Good timing for <laughs> oh, a long no. friendly weekend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hopefully you feel get some rest and hydrate. <laughs> Hope you recover quickly. Yeah. yeah. I was going to have uh, Cadiz over for 4th of July. And then he's like, yeah, all my roommates have COVID. And I'm like, stay there. You'll see microtransactions. I would say maybe I spent 50 bucks on Halo Infinite so far. So, I mean, it's like, I don't, I really like, I'm not into the glamour and the, and the, the little things. So like, just give me a reason to buy whatever. So I think outside of like, if I'm not counting subs, I think $50 to, to Halo Infinite. And I still sitting on that currency waiting for the next battle pass. So what about Lost Mas Ark, Reg? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Silver. Uh, Mass Effect 3 was a huge one for me as well. Um, like, that was the first game. Multiplayer. I remember. Yeah, the multiplayer. Yeah. I, re I, re I remember with the, that had, like, the, the loot box yes. sort of Dragon Age system. did it too, didn't it? Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, later on. Mm -hmm. Later on, yeah. Uh, Dragon Inquisition did the same thing. But, but yeah, where you, where you, like, bought a pack and you, you, you got random stuff in it. And I remember there were some specific classes I wanted to unlock. Right. So I kept like buying the packs, <laughs> looking looking gotcha. to get that that specific class. Uh, so I I did spend quite a lot of money there, but I don't think as much as uh, as Warframe. I don't know why I asked Reg about uh, Lost Ark because he actually told me before it's not that much. Um, it 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 stayed till the end at the 150 I spent on the pre order. Yeah, I always for it. some reason keep thinking of that one as as such a big deal. But if you if you sort of jump in, there I'm, a little I'm bit not easily falling that. for for in game microtransactions, skins, etc. So right. that's a hard sell for me. Anybody do what people do with Diablo Immortal? Like we've seen twenty five thousand dollars like spenders for obviously for Zero. content. They're making that they're making that content, but oh my god, yeah. 
Did you oh, see yeah, the people I out? talked to were telling me straight up. They're like, I'm definitely spending a bunch so that I can complain so that I can get views. Like it yep. was they were very open about it. Um, we got Alexandris uh, 20 E. I can't remember what that is. Eros. I've been listening to the podcast for a while. So now uh, that I got live, here's my contribution to keep the lights on. By the way, do you think it's a good time to jump into VR? And if so, what headset would you recommend for PC? Um, so I have all the headsets and I've been testing out a, a new one. That's really not necessarily considered a consumer headset as well as the consumer ones. And I would say that, yeah, if, if you, if you're jumping into, you know, you could get a quest and you can run it off your PC, um, if you want better graphics or you can run it on its own, the quest, you know, I don't like Facebook being attached, but the honest truth is, yeah. is like, it's, it's actual, performance, the way it works, how easy it is, uh, voice command for entering passwords, all kinds of stuff, which they're probably listening to the moment you do it in Facebook. <laughs> for sure. Um, the, quest is, probably. the quest is pretty cool. It's got a bad FOV. That's probably the the main thing. And there's a couple, a couple ways to fix that. The quest also has a lot of mods, which is something you're starting to see. Anything that becomes even slightly popular, 3D printing has really accelerated comfort for people. So even the WMR, if you have a WMR, you can go online, you can find printed lenses. If you have bad vision, you can find all the, kinds of That's the of most shit. important one for me for the VR headsets. Yeah. The lenses and uh, one in. thing about the Quest so that people know, you know, and I, like I said, man, I don't want to push this, but I mean, it is what it is. One of the nice things about that is because it runs on its own battery and has a USB-C device, you can basically use any USB battery pack with it and have an unlimited battery supply. So I have these, which are 5,000 mAh, and you literally, and you just plug it in. And while that's charging, you grab another one and it's charging and you just switch them out and you never run out of battery. You can literally play for as many hours as you want. Never so leave the metaverse. You can never leave. You can never leave. Um, we lost them. We got a deep dive and call them back to reality. We're, we're getting some stuff in the future, but I think for a while until uh, people make some improvements on the lenses, the one that we saw in Meta's video recently was a almost like a nictating lens, but it used electricity uh, to adjust the shape of the lens to focus far and near, which I thought was pretty cool. Super, super, super thin lens. But you're talking, I think they even said outside of 2006, 2000, or 26, 27. PSVR 2 is coming. Um, you know, it, it, that'd be great for the console, but... Did you see their controllers? Yeah, wacky, wacky. Weird. Well, I mean, they remind me a, a lot of the Index Knuckles controllers. Probably, yeah. They probably yeah, they have sensors or something for That's your. That's what I wanted to play around with was the Index because I have the, the Quest it. Two or whatever it is, yeah. and so I ended up finding that it made me more nauseous than anything. And so I have was like, well, I'm maybe VR is when I end up dipping out. My dad stopped uh, playing video games at Super Mario through. Uh, uh, 64 mm. and he's like i'm he because he has bad vertigo and i was like oh i wonder if there'll be a thing in the in the future where all of a sudden like i can't handle this and i was playing uh doing vr and i was like uh well i was doing the star wars game the uh the, the squadrons, squadrons and yeah. and i was like and uh okay like i need to go lay down <laughs> so i take a I, I i do take uh well not all the time but i do take bonine which is a anti-sickness pill about 25 minutes prior and that stops any sickness. I'm probably, at least in the people I know, I'm very much probably the worst affected by motion sickness to the point of usually the entire weekend being ruined. Mm -hmm. um, where I'll get sick, I'll get migraines, and that usually works instantly. And it's like five bucks for 50 pills. 
and they're an antihistamine, but for whatever reason, they affect the ears and it works and it doesn't make you tired like Dramamine. Dramamine is the same thing, motion sickness, but it, it's, uh, it gets through the blood brain barrier. So it'll make you tired where this stuff doesn't. And it works really well. And what's weird is you take it a couple times, then your brain does get a little bit more accustomed because you can play a little longer. Um, but I will say this motion sickness is real, man. And, and one of the things that pops up is you'll, you'll hear developers be like, we've decided, we've figured out a way to curb motion sickness. No, you haven't because humanity hasn't. It doesn't matter what you say. You can't curb all motion sickness. It's physically impossible. Like there's, there's no such thing. You can make it a little easier on people. Teleportation mode works for movement. I think for a lot of people, that's a huge bonus. FOV might be a bonus, even though isn't it weird in normal games, a, a wider FOV helps. In VR, in VR, a wider FOV can make it worse. And that's why mm -hmm. you play a game in VR and they'll have the safety lins come down. As, so, as soon as you move, yeah, exactly. As and soon the as you move, you move, it's the smaller so it gets. weird. Yeah. But if I play a tight VR shooter or a tight normal shooter, I'll get sick to my, I'll be so sick. If I play one with like a God of War style FOV, really tight FOV um, resistance, home front resistance prior to the patch had a really tight FOV. But yeah, so VR is good, man. I hope you get into it. I hope you like it. Um, dude, it's awesome. It's awesome that it's awesome that we have all these choices. Let's see. And you here. got a bunch of mods that work very well for a lot of games. Yeah, I played. Uh, I have almost beat Resident Evil Seven in full <laughs> VR. Full VR mod. Yeah, for the, PC? the VR mod for Resident Evil Seven is pretty much Resident Evil Seven in VR. Like it's there's there's a couple little issues with like the hand, but it's it's well past. I mean, even on the playing. PSVR, they didn't. The hand didn't move independently. You had to like aim with no, your No, I mean, there's actual issues on this, but yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And on this one, you also have the, the, the movement by the controller. But yeah, man, it's great. Um, Miladeja says taking pills just to be able to play video games sounds wrong. It does, and I had to force myself to ignore that thought because I absolutely get where you're coming from. It sounds dumb to say that. The fact is, is a lot of us have to do specific things to go out and do other things. So once you realize that in life, a lot of times you are prepping for whatever you're doing, prepare, sort of pretend like it's packing for a trip. It's just you're packing some chemicals into your body. Yeah, like taking like anti-anxiety drugs before for a flight. flight or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And once yeah. you realize that, oh. you just be like, all right, you know what? Huh. I'm just uh, like, uh, that's what I always tell people is I'm like, just pretend it's as anything else in the world that you have to slight. You got to put on your clothes. If you want to go outside, unless you want to be arrested, that you just there's some things you have to do. And taking one of these pills prior to yeah. VR has I, made me. I never thought about taking anti-anxiety pills before travel. I have mad, I have travel anxiety. I, I so I usually just drink before I go anywhere. <laughs> right. Well, that, is, that is. I mean, that is a kind of medication. <laughs> that right. Is that kind is of a medication. medication. You know, yeah. it is. It is. A phys <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people who have to take for flights who have to take. You know. Some I've never been strong. scared of flying. Like it's just what, like whatever. Until I get to where I'm going, like I have this, and especially if I'm going to a place oh, I've never prepping, been. That's prepping, and like, yeah, that's I prep anxiety is real, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. and so, and, but once I get where I'm going, and as if I've been there before, it's it's much easier. Yep. But if yep. I'm ever going, let's say you're like, hey, Brian, we're gonna go to E3 or something. Like yep. if they brought that back, the first time I would be a wreck. Like if we were all hanging out, like I would just literally arms crossed, wouldn't say anything. I'm just quiet because I have. My, my brain is just like freaking out. For me, I out. have I'm checklists. Like... I'm huge into prep and checklists to make, and I'll go over the checklist like six times for, for a trip. 
Uh, so moving on from there, or anything else for VR and Steam Deck, um, I hope they drop the price on the Steam Deck. I didn't realize that premium one's so expensive. That would help people get in. Um, but, you know, that's life. Overall, I think everybody I know is happy with it. I will say that our Discord is incredibly high in the number of RMAs, though. And I think that, like, mm. for a couple other Discords I've talked to, they also seem to be very high in RMAs. And, I, you know, Gen 1 of a tech usually happens. Um, but I think six, 650 bucks, and then you get an RMA, it causes you to... There's that moment of, like, Also very, very damn. varied RMAs. Like, it's not, yeah. like, one specific issue. Like, one, Discord... one has it uh, randomly turned off during game because it overheats. Mine just randomly didn't turn on. My brother's only lasted 20 minutes on a full battery. Yeah, that's what you were so saying, you have, 20 minutes on a full battery. You have spread out over everything. That's Co crazy. Uh, Colotl, or Colotl, I even tried to pronounce it right. Colotl <laughs> had power like yours, right? Or in like mine, where it just had issues with pa powering up, I believe, was his complaint as well. I could be wrong. Is hmm. that right, Reg? Do you remember? No. Colotl's? I'm not sure who it was, but one one guy in the Discord was uh, saying he was on his fifth round trip with the Steam support because his would just yeah, randomly that, turn that, off. Yeah, that's him. him. Yeah, that's him. That poor guy. He's <laughs> like, yeah, it's 95 degrees and it just switches off. He got the one CSR who's just ironclad. He's like, we've got to go. Did you turn it off and on? You're like, dude, look at my notes on the CSR call. I've, this is the 15th time I've called. $5 super chat from Petros. I forgot to mention I have no... Facebook account and don't plan on making one. So other than the Quest, which VR would you recommend? You can do it without Facebook now. You'll have to look. Um, if you want non-VR or non-Facebook VR, I mean, Vive's got some cheap helmets. I, it depends because VR is a big deal. It's like resolution is the reverb. Uh, FOV is index. Controllers are index. Yeah. And comfort is probably PlayStation vr um price is for sure not index price is for yeah. sure not index in fact price and resolution is now actually more reverb but yeah it's 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 really you have to really identify what you want out of vr to figure out because um i gotta tell you guys i did not know what my problem with vr was i liked it we played it we did it in the discord all of us have played star trek uh, a couple other games and I wasn't playing as much as I thought until I went to the reverb and realized resolution was my issue. And I had not realized that. It just, I could see stuff, but I think I was always maybe squinting or maybe sort of guessing what I was seeing. The, and when I went like to the comfort reverb- comfort level, right? When yeah, stuff is nice and sharp. When I went to the reverb, I was just like, oh my God, are you kidding me? And I would put on the old one and I legit thought I had broke my old one. I was like, there's no way I was playing it with this resolution, right? That's impossible. <laughs> And then realize no, maybe that's my problem. Was, so maybe that's yeah, my problem. Yeah, resolution was. I mean, the reverb is crystal clear. Okay, so that's good. I'll make a note of that because, like, one of the things that for whatever reason, my family all has glasses, but I'm still clocking in at 2015 vision here as I turned 40, and I'm like, okay. But all of a sudden, I was like, one of the things that was making like not just the motion sickness, but it was like there's always just a sense of blurriness, and I was like. This is giving me a headache. Yeah, no, <laughs> they like... are they are blurry. They are blurry. I mean, you know, and the problem with, by the way, with high resolution is you need a video card to push it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like people don't realize that. Like when I say a yeah. reverb, I mean if you have at minimum a 2080 Ti, and that's okay. the truth. I had a 1080 Ti, and I was like, ooh, Fallout was really janky. And that, well, admittedly, now they've figured out anti-aliasing methods. There's a fake Fovid um, 
filter you can you can download there's there's a lot of fixes but anyway moving on from there let's discuss something that's a little bit more for everybody first of all i want to talk about sega real quick did you guys see so sega they redid their trademark they redid their a little bit of their um their design and they also said they're going to do more cartoons more anime more cin what do they say C cinematic releases like movies Perfect. yes yeah so what do so we got general, we got, we got yeah. sonic right mm -hmm. yeah and yep. two sonics or one sonic yeah. two sonics awesome. two sonics love the boat loved them both okay so two sonics that were pretty good what other stuff from sega is that it right now well, right now it is yeah Right now, it I mean, is. but they have the a lot of IP. would be something like Persona up next from mm -hmm. Atlas. Fantasy Star, Fantasy Star, like Dude, as an IP and, in a world a that you can tell stories. Persona also already had an anime with uh, Persona Five. Oh, a, yeah, okay. Shining yeah, Force, don't they have Panzer Dragoon? Like it's like uh, you know, uh, there's yeah, a Yakuza. lot of IP they have. Yeah. yeah well, well, real quick though, wait a minute. There's. Did you say Persona does have a? Series? Yes, Persona yeah. 4 and 5 at least, maybe also the previous ones, I'm not sure, do have like an animated show that just basically tells the story of the game. It's it's just the game as a video. Okay, alright, so, so long story short, Sega's coming back, they're doing all this, they've actually been making moves behind the scenes a lot on their games too. But you see them doing good on Sonic. I don't remember, um, you know, Profits, which Sonic was the one that had the issues and had to be reanimated? Was that this first, the first, first one? one? That's the first yeah. one. Mm -hmm. And they've already done a second one? Yes. Whoa, yeah. that's a fast turnaround. Oh, and they're good. They're I like I've say I've Are seen them. Are they really good? Anybody else yeah. but Brian? Is Brian just like I a like fan? I like the first one. <laughs> I'm too I'm too much okay. of a fan. No, no. I I, I like the first oh, one. All right. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure cuz Brian's hot on him. So I'm like, are we are we getting the truth here? But <laughs> I get you, I, I represent like the dads out there like it was great. Oh, right. <laughs> the 1980 <laughs> dad who played yeah. the original. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so we do have these, and then Netflix is doing all the series, right? Amazon doesn't do as many cartoons. I've seen a couple, not a lot. I call them cartoons, animes, whatever you want to call them if you want to be fancy anime. Yeah. But they're cartoons <sighs> in the end. Deal with it. Anim Amazon could do some serious stuff with Sega. That would yeah. be very cool to Imagine see them. Like, Go ahead. Panzer Dragoon. That's like an anime I know. Series. I know. Mm -hmm. Dude. And Panzer Dragoon's just weeb enough for those people yeah, exactly. who like want to be yeah. Japanese but aren't to be like, oh, this is awesome. And then for the rest of us who are normal, we can be like, that is awesome. Dragons. We can all yeah. come to Yeah. Yeah. But I, well, their I dragons love... are weird because they have like pelican yeah. beaks. The what little... were you saying? Yeah. Abs? I would love like a live action Yakuza series, but taking place Ooh. in the old Dojima family and stuff. And that would be how... cool. Or They're what if they did a time travel, not a time travel, but a. Like Highlander, where they jump into the past. Like, uh, what was Yakuza Three was <laughs> oh, in the God. past, right? Did, was did you watch the, the Yakuza, Yakuza Zero stage play? Yakuza Zero was Yakuza Zero. What? What? Reg? What? I, I asked yeah, if you watched the play. Yakuza yeah. stage play. Yeah, I've seen it. I don't even know what There's it is. There's like two hours or so stage it's, play of it's Yakuza. A, it's a play of Yakuza. But oh. they kind of incorporated the game where the dude just presses pause, drinks some health potions, goes ah. back into the fight. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> nice. like, yeah. Real life. I feel yeah. like live action uh, Yakuza <laughs> would, would play a lot like uh, the movie Kung Fu Hustle, basically. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, it was that. like over the top combat. But here's the stuff. thing. Amazon has tons of shows like you got like, for example, there's another Kung Fu show on Amazon. I watched. I can't even remember the name of it. Um, And it did. It was really good. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff on Amazon that you can miss. 
uh, I I could see Sega and Amazon doing some pretty fucking cool stuff. There could be some yeah. really really cool things. Amazon outside of like video games, like but in terms of I mean uh, movies. The question is, is also what are they doing in terms of video games? Because one of the things that a lot of people aren't really paying attention to is that they are making moves. They're very happy with how New World's performed. They are very, they are working hard behind the scenes, also making another MMO. And the question I've had this entire time is, is that do they pick up an established IP studio? Do they go and do what Microsoft's been doing in the case of, and you know, my mind always kind of goes to Sega. My mind also goes uh, like in terms of that. Now you have EA looking to be like, yeah, we're happy to sell, you know, we've, and they have a lot of IP that whether they're using it or not. So tying that back into movies and shows like, yeah, all of a sudden they're not renting this IP. Hell, they bought MGM. They own Bond now. Like it's like, Amazon has yeah, the money to spend. And so if they were going to start partnering, because they're bringing it back, uh, or at least they, they're going to bring back the Sonic cartoon that I grew up on, what I would call the good Sonic cartoon. And uh, and yeah. the fans are hoping that they'll continue that story because it kind of ended on a cliffhanger. And all the time, this is before the internet, I was always waking up going like, what happened? Like, I can't find any news on this. Is that is that the end? Where's the next season? And and then eventually you, you get the internet came out and they're like, oh, it, they stopped making it, etc. So, um, yeah, I could see them. I could see them re like partnering on a kind of a multi facet approach. We're gonna make and bring some of your games to their Luma platform or, you know, Prime Gaming, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, and also we've got shows. We got shows and shows. Johnny, do you track any Sega stuff? Sometimes, honestly, sometimes it's hard to track what IPs they have because it, yeah. it, because <laughs> sometimes you guys talk about it and I'm like, oh, they own that as well. Cause I, yeah. you know, I don't, um, I don't follow as much. Uh, but for, for me, w when I think Sega, the, the thing that I always loved was Mega Man. That wasn't that. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing oh, yeah. wrong with that. So you'd want to see it. There's Capcom cartoons, so we can see that. So just mm -hmm. so you know, Sega would be something like the, the Fantasy Star that you that uh, came out on Xbox. Yes. Um, and, okay. and PC, that kind of stuff. Sonic. Street All, Fighter had movies a long time ago. Yeah, Street Fighter. But that's not. But yeah. yeah. But that that's not <laughs> right Sega, again. But, that's Capcom. Uh, not yeah. Oh, is Sega, it? Okay. I struggle. I yeah. struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Sega has Virtual Fighter. But I, I do yes. believe that Sega has one of the problems. They do have a lot of IPs, and they uh, uh, the big issue is, of course, they have let them. I mean, Total War is Sega, go. yeah. Total War is now is, Sega, yeah. yeah. What? That's, that's weird that's to wild. think about. Yeah. Well, yeah Amazon so Amazon ported Lost Ark. They're, I'm sure they they mm -hmm. did really well with that, right? Oh, yeah. They, and it's the numbers that they, they, they've been producing, they're they're hungry. They, they're, they're hungry, and they've got the money to spend. But, um, but, but again... Back on the cartoons. Yeah. Back, back on the cartoons. Let's reverse this all the way back. So cartoons from Sega, Altered Beast, Sonic, mm -hmm. um, ones that would be sellable. Fantasy Star. I'm I would be surprised if Fantasy Star didn't have a cartoon because Sega Master System Zillion had a cartoon. Um everything in Japan seems to have a cartoon for a week just to test it. Uh but yeah. then you have Golden Axe, which I honestly think mm. a hilarious Golden Axe would be awesome to see a cartoon. Mm -hmm. There's there's a lot of stuff that, that could, could be a great animated show. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I mean, obviously, that's a caveat, right? It Do they own be. the IP to Fist of the North Star? Because I know they. Oh they no, you're talking. There it. is a game that they made that was Fifth of the North Star or Fist of the North Star, but not 
Fist of the North Star, but it what every single thing about it for the Sega Master System. I think it might have been called The Last Stand, but I even owned the it. new one, like um, the, the the yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they now fully own it. I don't track Sega's game IPs as much as I used to. That are there are smaller yeah. ones because actually they there have is so many. there is one. Uh, Bayonetta is uh, from Sega, and Bayonetta that would be a, a good cartoon as a cartoon yeah. man. Oh Ooh. man, see yeah, that yeah. would be where you nail it if you did like and you were smart and didn't do twenty two yes. episodes. If you were like, here's your eight episode. You know, just as good as Dragon's Dogma, minimum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has all the chops, like, to be a good good uh, animated series. It does. There's, I, I, I'm I'm hoping for Sega to finally, I don't know. I like Sega. I'm I old, think for, so. for Golden Axe to work, it would have to be, like, extremely, like, there, it would be very, have to be very gory, like, the, well, and violent be, as, be cool. as a show, it I think. Uh, Chris McComb, $2 Super Chat. Do you guys recommend the Trails games? Yeah, I think everybody... Reg? I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> you guy, I guess. Uh, yes. Hell yes. Absolutely yes. All, all day. I mean, I think day. all of us have played them and all of us have liked them. I don't think there... It, it doesn't even have to be Trails, Reg. not Tails. Oh, Trails. <laughs> Fuck that. No. No, yeah, yeah. Reg is I do right. have to, uh, Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Last battle was the Sega I'll, Genesis. I'll start, of the North or start Star. with you. the old ones. Yeah. For sure start with the old ones. Yeah, no, he played all of those um, in a row and really liked it. It is one story from one to the ninth game. It's one story. So they have, don't jump in. They had the Final Fight series. I see chat reminding us of that. Uh, and that, yeah, that, could, that could translate well. They actually just recently released, look at like a year or two ago, mm. the Final Fight 4 uh, mm. you know, game, which was I like, forgot yeah. all about Final Fight, man. And that was like the Fatal, shit Fatal Fury as well. That was Sega as well, wasn't it? Fatal Fury? No, Fatal Fury is or... SNK, isn't it? I thought it Fatal Fury, Fatal Fury. Jesus, there's so many of those. Yeah. Um, uh, Tato, there was Tato Data East. Um, Capcom. Bandai Namco as well. Bandai Namco did some. Man, I don't remember who does. I don't remember who does those. SNK. SNK had mm -hmm. a lot. Remember, SNK had so many. They had their own arcade systems at, you know, stores which would just yeah. have their like magician lord and shit they just have like six or seven games in there um, outrun the outrun the mm, animated show <laughs> dude outrun the cartoon where it's just a yeah. dude yeah. driving the entire time just like that's yeah. it fatal fury is snk plague souls plague souls would know right that's actually who we should just be asking if anybody's <laughs> gonna know plague souls would know because that dude's that dude's up on this they, by the way they did recently a shenmue uh cartoon or anime uh, was it just a dude walking it? around looking for sailors I haven't seen it personally, so I don't know if it's any good. But hey, man, I, I, I wanted Shenmue to rock. Four or five oh. episodes long. Four or five episodes long where he's like, have you seen this semen? Oh, oh my God. God. Completely <laughs> terrible voice acting. Oh, just, uh... <laughs> I, I'm sorry, man. I, 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 I loved Shenmue when it came out, but like, it's not a... It's I rough. don't know. It wasn't really... It was... Yeah. It's like The Room, you know? Like, you laugh at it. It's like fun to like play it just to laugh. Well, and at the at time, it, it was uh... pushing technology, but it... It wasn't pushing gamedom, that's for sure. Like, it, <laughs> you were like, oh, wow, this is the same weather they had in 1983. And then you're like, but who fucking cares? Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. you, well, were, you, were, you were stoked that somebody did it. And then you were like, but this adds nothing. I can raise a cat. I can raise a little cat inside of a box. You know, like, this is awesome. Not really. Not really. After a while, you're just like, this isn't fun. Fantasy Star's been out on PS in Japan, so it made sense. West gets it. Play oh, does he mean PlayStation? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
Wasn't, Vanquish um, is from crazy, Sega. Crazy. Vanquish could be an awesome, like, yeah. Robotech-style thing. Sorry, Silver. What were we going to say? Um, crazy Taxi was also a Sega. Oh, right? yeah, you're right. Yeah. Bro, oh what are you God. bringing up these? How would you make that a cartoon, though, Silver? <laughs> Put the Simpsons in it. And you would. Drive I mean, <laughs> I mean Luc Besson kind of made that as, as a movie in Taxi already. Oh, yeah, you that's can do kind of, more that, of that it. That film was kind of Crazy Taxi. Yeah. <laughs> True, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll give it to you. All right. I love that. I miss Crazy Taxi. But long story short, Sega's got a lot of stuff. Stuff we don't even know of. Headhunter is Sega, I believe, which yeah. is better than Metal Gear. Sorry, I don't care what you say. Um, Valkyria Chronicles. Valkyria I was just Chronicles. looking at the list. Ooh, yeah. Val Set Radio, the cartoon. Nah, yeah. there's got to be one already. Come on, guys. Come on. Now I think I think we're wrong, right? Yeah, that, Jet Set Radio's <laughs> got an anime, Chat doesn't it? If it doesn't, Chat wow. Point out the obvious one. Uh, Echo the Dolphin. Oh. Dude, Echo the Dolphin, the cartoon, <laughs> where you just go and clean oh, up the yeah. beach with your bottlenose dolphin. You just go and I mean, get trapped a, inside a dolphin of... TV series when I was a kid. What was, was it there? called? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, but sure. Like, Flipper. Flipper. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. the Australian. Yeah. yeah. I think that was Australian, wasn't it? Or what no, mean, no, the Australian one was the kangaroo. An Australian accent? Because that'd be weird. <laughs> no, the show, the show was Australian, I think. But, but I may, I may just mistake it for like Skippy the Kangaroo, Ooh. which was another show that ran. Toe Jam and <laughs> Earl when I was a kid. From Sega, Toe Jam and Earl. Thank you, Bayonetta. Dude, apparently no, Sega owns we, that. We did say Bayonetta earlier. Okay, yeah, cool. Bayonetta. No, you're absolutely right, Brian. But dude, Toe Jam and Earl is beyond mm. the shit for a cartoon. I w mm. that's my highest now. Toe Jam and Earl by by far my highest. Somebody's gonna. Sorry, guys. I need a sec. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, moving on from oh there, gosh. moving on from Sega, there was something else that was connected to this, and I wanted to ask you guys your opinion on something. Give me one second. I'm looking through our notes. There was something in particular around this and... Oh, man, we just talked about this. Oh, come on. I don't think I put it in the notes. Sega. IPs. Oh, man. I've got to... I'm not going to remember, am I? I don't think I am. Yes, I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> something else. <laughs> there was something about Sega and IPs, and I was like, oh my God, this could be... Persona on PC or something? Or? No, it wasn't anything like that. I think it had to do with some business stuff that had popped up. But uh, Oh, did you guys also see um, 13 is being remade? Mm-hmm. So 13, 13, 13. This will be the this will be the third of the thirteen games, and they're Thir remaking 13, the, the second remake one. is being remade. Yeah, yeah. So they're re they're not remaking the original, which the remake sucked no. at. They're remaking the remake. Yeah, barely a year later. Barely. A oh, year. they're all yeah, yeah. Because they well, because put out a trailer so terribly. Mm. Oh, is that is that why? No. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Can I ask you guys, though? Do you think anybody was chomping at the bit for a remake of the remake? Is 13 so big? No, but I think they were. Yeah, I think they weren't chomping at the bit for a remake of the remake, but for the remake to like get fixed for its yeah. issues more than. But it's because it is, is a free patch for everyone who has the remake. Oh, OK. So it's not really the way it sounds. It's it's going to be attached to like a definitive. It is a yeah, very big patch. It's like a Realm Reborn like type shit. Yeah. yeah. OK. OK. Because what or I was no thinking Sky is like fixing it up situation. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right. No Man's Sky or like Final Fantasy Reborn or what, you know? Yeah. 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 OK. Makes more sense now. Um, Mr. Agent says, I'm honestly glad that they're remaking 13 remake that sucked. <laughs> I mean, why get mad? I don't think anybody's mad. 
I'll tell you that much. If you get mad over video game stuff, you're in the wrong business. Comic Zone is also Sega, correct? Mm -hmm. Boogerman is Sega? Okay. Condemned is as well. Condemned is Sega, yeah, but a condemned cartoon would be weird, just super violent. Just fucking... Just following the story of a murder. Yeah, like, like Crybaby Demon Hunter or whatever. Demon Crybaby, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it was cinema. Kenobi? Catherine, Catherine live action, Reg put? <laughs> that would be... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what's Kath- is Catherine that, the weird? I, I looked at at the potential things that uh, mm-hmm. Sega might do as movies next, and those were like the top two things that people's, at least those writing the articles, seem oh, to really? want, like Persona and Catherine. Catherine, Catherine full body. Would, would Catherine work? Because Ka- the cool I thing, have no idea because you're just because it's like puzzles, choices. So I don't right? know. Yeah, Catherine's about like choices, and the, there's like the dating sim, and then there's like the jumping. Yeah, puzzles. Catherine was a weird yeah. weird game in that way. Would be so I'd, I wouldn't know how if they would be enjoyable just to watch uh super monkey ball is Sega as well right yeah it is wow yeah super <laughs> monkey ball now we're now we're diving man it's gonna be some cool stuff Sega's done a lot of Isn't shit there, man. Sega I thought, go ahead like Reg. an animated show for super monkey boy or something like I mean, I, I would imagine so. I wouldn't be surprised. Probably, it was pretty huge, right? Like I said, there's sort of been a especially if they tied it for... into some kind of game show. Yeah, there's been like an anime that. for something almost all the time. <laughs> you know, there's always some like weird side thing we don't know of. Like I said, Zillion on the Sega Master System got one. So if anybody can, let's look at further news. Oh, okay, there seems to be a fan. No. There's a series. A fan update? Super Monkey Balls CGI TV series that was shown on Disney and Cartoon, uh, Cartoon Network. There you go. Uh, next thing. Oh, up. yeah. Gonzalo Ramos uh, has a good one. Sorry. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles. Is, uh, it's a Sega IP that could work really yeah, well. Yeah, I thought. I think Johnny mentioned Valkyria Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yep. Um, no, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, but uh, jo- Johnny had, had mentioned that earlier. It's just I I don't know much about that. I, like, I haven't tracked that game very much, but I know it's super popular. I wanted to talk about Unity. So uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, Unity was like, you know, we're doing fine. We're get, we're moving forward. Everything's good. And then what was it? Yesterday or the day before, they laid off a ton Two days of ago. Two days yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so people know Unity is another engine maker. Not Unreal. They're the other one. There's Crytek, Unity couple others um unreal are the big ones but they laid off hundreds it just says so we don't know what hundreds you know i don't know what their size was originally. in another article i saw it was four percent of their staff okay uh obviously not talking down to people getting laid off four percent is a, a small amount um so it'll be it's it's hard to know exactly where these layoffs all came from or what yeah. caused it but they're not the only ones because I want to bring this up in business talk. I don't know if you guys saw it, but Meta, there's one of their guys released an internal email as well. And they were like, we are looking at, you know, a huge reduction in incoming money. Prepare your projects to not have new devs. And that was to everybody. The I, In fact, they said there were only two or three places of growth and they had ideas of what they wanted to do. But they were like, be prepared for seeing no money coming into your projects. So it's like the recessions. Everybody's always thought video games are recession proof, but they're not. They're not. No. There's, there's, and in fact, microtransactions for a lot of companies are going to feel safer and safer as we go forward, nah. you know, for companies to be like, all right, instead of making a whole new thing or taking a risk, let's throw some microtransactions on here. 
But and there's you... a big reason behind that, though, because one of the things that despite the Internet and when gamers get together and talk about how bad they are, you then match that to the data and the data says another story. It, you know, like when you look at, oh, yeah, I don't like microtransactions. This game just made a billion dollars. Somebody does. Somebody's spending well, I think that you're money. also talking to the group who listens to your podcast or my podcast, which follows us. We're in the bubble, of that. dude. Yeah. We're the bubble yeah. on the edge of the blister. And the blister <laughs> that's filling up is microtransactions. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a different thought process. Yeah, that in mobile gaming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just, but, but ignoring that for a second, just looking, I just wanted to point out that a lot of people do think that a lot of people think that it's, it's uh, recession proof. It's not, it's just that in the past growth was outpacing it. Now it's not. And we're definitely seeing that, especially this summer. I still believe firmly, I'm going to put my foot down and say, I really do believe that though, that one of those guys should have delayed their February games. Um, I have no issue with them coming out, and I loved that time for Horizon and for Elden Ring. There was one other one. I always feel bad. because Dying Light, too. Dying Light. Thank yeah. you. Jeez, I feel so bad for you that because I enjoyed a lot. Destiny, Guild Wars 2. I like, got to tell you guys, other stuff too. I think they all were really happy in February and are probably looking right now and going, oh, fuck. Because there probably could have been a, a good chance for them to do well right now when there is nothing. There is nothing. And I don't mean there's nothing for us. I know where to get them. You guys know where to get them. But the zeitgeist of moving the industry and keep it talking, that's not just behind the scenes. Oh, this leaker leaked this. Let's talk about that for six hours. Mm -hmm. um, game talk. There's just not a lot. And I do believe if Horizon maybe had delayed, it also would have had some fixes to its graphics issues it had. Uh, Elden Ring could have delayed because of issues with its performance and stuff like that, though I think they fixed it even faster than Elden Ring did. Dying Light really didn't. Dying Light had some bugs. Dying Light could have probably held off as well. But uh, I think we're getting hit pretty hard, man. It's I'm, I'm noticing it behind the scenes, even on CPM. You notice it. You look at your mm -hmm. CPM and you're like, that's an odd number. That's lower than it's been in a long time. And then you, you're like, oh, it's summer. But then you look at last summer's, and you're like, mm, it's not that bad a summer. So what exactly is going on? And it's like there's, there's some things that are doing well, but for the most part, games are going to get hit just like everybody else. Be prepared to see more layoffs, I would say. I mean, especially big companies like Ubisoft, which we'll talk about mm -hmm. in a second. But Ubisoft has a tendency to throw a thousand programmers in an Assassin's Creed game, yet their new Assassin's Creed game isn't a main title. It's going to be a smaller... You know, so it's like, where do those people go? What are they working on? Will we see them crunch? Who are some of the other big com? Well, Activision obviously and Microsoft are together. Microsoft's doing fine, um, but it feels to me like we're going to start seeing a lot of layoffs this summer. A lot. It's going to be a this, rough summer. This month, I lost around about sixty percent of my my billable hours. I've had a lot of contracts just say, up. "Oh, let's hold up, let's hold up," yeah. and and you know, I was expecting that, and so. You know, we've, we've actually had the dip into the savings, you know, this yeah. month. So it's like, that means like, I just haven't bought many, many new games. And, but that's, I mean, I'm not in a position of having any kind of game drought. I have games that I, that I'm like, oh man, I wish I had time to get to that game. And I'm like, now I'm like, well, I'm kind of do. So that's, that's yeah. a good thing. Hey, uh, yeah, Rich think... and Johnny, uh, just real quick, Silver, I just want to yeah. ask Red and Johnny, cause they're both contract. You get a lot of contract stuff. Well, Reg does. Yeah. Have you noticed a drop? Mm -hmm. Has there has there been a hit, or are you in a place where that wouldn't pop no. up? No, we we did have a big drop the first time the whole lockdown situation happened. Understood. Like there was a drop off of around I would say sixty percent or so, so a huge drop. Right. By the way, 
uh but since then nothing really everyone from our people at least uh is still happily investing and building stuff now okay what about you johnny Good. is that would you would you notice is your no because one? because i'm under contract right so just like full time i'm I, I don't do like it doesn't like ebb and flow yeah. in that sense but i have noticed uh, a lot of attrition, which is really interesting, and not only in my company, but also competitors, mm -hmm. uh, which means people are leaving their jobs. Mm -hmm. And usually what that indicates is that they need more money. Yeah. Because what causes you mainly to leave your job is to look for something that pays more. Yeah, right. right. Um, and we have noticed that like never before. Oh, um, interesting. Which is interesting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Abzi, you sort of do contract stuff. I know on the side, have you noticed any of this? Well, I, my last job, uh, I was doing a lot of maintenance and stuff, uh, updates and stuff like that. But recently it's been like, there's nothing. So I've been looking for other, other things. Yeah. I've been, I've been freelancing for a while and it's not a good time right now for me. Yeah. I think that, um, especially when you look at games, entertainment for the most part, I mean, maybe it's good that they released everything in February and I'm wrong in that um, I just don't think I am. I just feel like as, as we start to see it, it would be nice to have a couple. It would be nice for people because they move their um, their hobby and their money out of the hobby, too, during the summer, which is something we've seen before. And it just mm -hmm. feels like a lot of time, for example, if you play Horizon, then you might look at another game and be like, oh, this game, you know, I just got done with Horizon, but you're still in the gaming market. You're still buying something else. And even my friends, when I talk to them, their discussion has moved out of the gaming, you know, discussion right now. And they're talking about RPGs. That's a big thing right now. Board games and RPGs are huge. Yeah. I think part of that is less due to like a game drought uh, during this time than it is just the general media narrative of of like the summer doldrums that tends to happen around this time of year and i think maybe uh, uh, like some larger releases during this time would have sort of counteracted that um because media narrative tends to be driven by those larger titles it doesn't really tend to be driven a lot by smaller releases which still are releasing every week like every week i'm I'm swamped with them. Like it's really hard to pick one for for this podcast every week for me. Um, but so that's why I sort of push against the the, the drought idea. But but it, I think it is because I mean it, the summer doldrum narrative is is everywhere, and it, it's also in film. Like when you when you release a summer film, it's also. I mean, it's in every form of entertainment. It also it's also in publishing. Um, right, like, but we're a games podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying it's endemic to to everywhere. It's sort of ingrained in in the way media drives itself, regardless of what that media sort of um, relates to. So, what's the argument? Well, the people argument is, yeah, and people are distracted, and and it is. I think it is just. I mean, it is partially a function of there not being large titles during the summer but it's also a partial partially driven by people like people going off on holiday a lot of the time during the summer people being absent doing all kinds of other things um it, it, there are a lot of different things that drives this type of phenomenon it, during the summer with media okay i don't understand what you're saying 
Also think about last year as kind but of I, an, a crazy outlier with COVID lockdown. You know, like everybody kind of also still has well, I mean, on but, what's But if you look happen. at gaming, we're down $2.3 billion. That's not a ax that, and I, I don't understand. I, I'm trying to figure out what Silver is trying to say. Are you trying to say that? I mean, we, we all know summer doldrums are real. Yeah, not, I'm 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 just talking about whether you you were talking about whether they had made a mistake in releasing in February and not releasing in in June and July during the summer and maybe profiting off those those doldrums. And I'm saying I don't know that that would necessarily have made much of a difference to to what we're seeing now. I don't think that it necessarily would have. You also got to think about how, like, especially games media is driven a lot off of hype. And having those big yep. releases and, and those articles to kind of drive that. And then those clicks then drive secondary clicks into other things that are that are going on. So right now, just for case of argument, because I agree with Silver, if I pull up my phone and or pull up my YouTube, it's recession this, this is crashing, Bitcoin's going to zero or Bitcoin's going to 250,000. Like it's all about what is the future in the economy. So I would say that with uncertainty, people are less likely to go and and seek out the financial things. So you're not going to go and be like, I don't, I don't really care about the next game or indie. I'm going to save on that money and see and figure until I know what's going to happen. And then essentially you're just going to play your current library of games. So you're not going to, you know, that's what I, that's how I would equate a part of this is because my feeds nor someone who normally consumes game content have been overridden by these other kinds of pieces of content. So I've discovered a lot of creators this way, I don't know if they're selling me like a you know anything good or bad. I just know that that's what's being flown into me. Somebody who likes video right, games, right? But you guys do realize I already said that. Yeah, you guys are literally saying that you disagree, but you're agreeing with everything I said. I did say that because of the games not being here, there is nothing to currently push it. And now you guys are like, no, okay. I disagree. There's nothing to currently push it. Those are literally <laughs> the same words. So no, I'm just wondering I, no, why that why, think, why it became I think, like a, I think, I'm going to say something I, when it was the exact same see, thing, just slightly see that, different. No, that I don't. I don't agree that there's nothing to push it because, like I just said, we have amazing games coming every single week. Games so that could push that narrative, AAA, but they're but not they going to push it. They're not going to push exactly, it. exactly. But that that's that's a media problem. That's not a problem of there not being good enough games to push the narrative because so they are good enough to do that. It's just that? that they don't. Yeah, you're blaming. The, oh my god, come on. We're not going to blame the media for that. It's us as well. It's we yeah are yeah the media. it is I of course it's it's the consumer it's, it's 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 the nature of how media is consumed. Let's put it in in the those incentive terms. structure. It's the I incentive feel structure. like there was like, the yeah. desire to have some kind of argument for no reason. <laughs> like I I don't know why, but like there's nothing that anybody's disagreeing uh, on. It, it doesn't yeah to me just listening like nothing you guys are saying seems in conflict yeah there's but no, i think that, yeah, the, uh, the main point I that i picked that up went. from what you said carrick is like kind of the lack of triple a right it seems to be so we're not saying that there aren't any good games but no which is what i started the entire conversation with exactly there's, yeah. there isn't a lack it's the it, but it is that if we had one of those titles the the problem is is that you have a focus in a very particular amount of audience size now, yes. audience size, mm -hmm. if you have 10 big games, that audience size gets diluted at that one particular time where yeah. here now we may have, for example, we can tell when you look at Ragnarok, which we can talk about in a second, Ragnarok exploded in and it was 20, 
trending on Twitter because somebody's like, hey, I, I, I'm a leaker and I know when it's coming out. And you can tell the, the heat that that got. There's a desire for that. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that all these guys released at one time, there mm-hmm. is a there is a dilution there. It, 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 I yes. even noticed yeah. on my oh, own yeah. channel, I released an Elder uh, uh, Ring video, Elden Ring, sorry. But I could yeah. have also released five Dying Light videos and five, um, yeah. what's the other you, one? You could have Horizon. milked it more, right? If you had the If I had three Carrix. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But right. the problem is, is that what we've seen and just looking at SEO, for instance, it goes down because that time has passed there is no return on that and what i'm saying is i truly believe that one of them like there would have been i i'm not saying they would have seen more success but it would have been nice to see that sort of spread out a little bit yeah this is something that we've all talked about in winter time this is the first time we can say it's happened in february and i do believe that whether they planned it or not people probably look back and be like hmm how do we not have this happen again? Or and and it, additionally, it's very hard for PR to move stuff forward. We know that they can move it back. Moving stuff forward is almost impossible because yeah. that PR time's already spent. What were you gonna say, Absy? Is it like this like every summer where games where it's just like a low? Some like summers, full, not every summer. Some uh, is it as bad as this though. Uh, as bad as like the summer, or is it? Uh, re- no. What do you mean by from, bad? From because your... recession has affected everything. Yeah, of course. No, from your point of view, I mean like the 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 the, the hubbub about games and and yeah, news SEO and, is the worst it's ever been. Okay. Yeah, probably and, because of the React Andes, right? Well, it no, could be that, part of that. that's yeah. another part of that. But like we were saying, it's also part of the. Re- it is not recession proof, and it, so we're seeing these. Yeah, part, partly the recession and partly coming out of lockdown where we were last summer. As yeah. Well. You, well, that's another thing. So like. That's another people are going thing. Now much more. I was completely now. wrong two years ago when I said I thought people would hold back on their spending, maybe because they were going. Mm-hmm. So I'm because I'm a saver. So I was like, mm-hmm. people aren't going to be throwing money away. And then we saw multiple games come up. Just no, boop, 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 they're boop, boop, like, I'm bored. Let's. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so yeah. then like everyone bought a PC. Everybody bought a PC. PC. But then like like Silver said, once re- once like the rules came away a little bit. And people were able to travel. The money did pull away, which is the opposite of what, as a as a saver, I would have done. Like I would have been like, no, is, not, not going to spend. Not, but. not only that, but also because because we're out of lockdown now, a lot of people didn't have the opportunity to travel, mm-hmm. like over the past couple of years. Now yeah. they do, so now yeah. they're traveling well, more than they probably but, would but have on, before. But on travel, yeah. like yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys are paying five dollars a gallon, um, but that's where we're at here. And yep. it's, you know, some people are paying more. And so all of a sudden it's like, I was, yeah. we used to budget, like our budget for gas used to be $80 a month. It was like, it was nothing. We're paying, uh, you know, we're, we're filling up the tank for $160. And that's, and, and that's where we're not having to do a lot of like, we're, we're kind of almost self-locking down uh, outside of like, like family events. And I got to the point where I was like, you know, if my hours are staying this reduced, like we're going to just keep sitting around. Like Did you guys also see in our discord either that or you're going to have to sacrifice other expenses because that making a trip is expensive. Is, 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 um, is valuable to you because you haven't been able to travel for the past three years. You're able to to make those sacrifices to make that happen. In our discord, we have a huge amount of, uh, of truckers. We always joke about this. So yesterday I did this (laughs) thing where I'm like, I do this once a month where I'm like, everybody tell everybody else where you're from and a little bit about your life. Trucker, trucker, trucker. It was just flooded with truckers. And one of the guys said he pays double 
now for his rig, but if not more than double for gas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, just for looked, his uh, delivery stuff. Uh, per for per his gallon, our price is, well, because I had to look up how much liter is his gallon, etc. <laughs> it's <laughs> about uh, nine to 10 bucks a gallon. Yeah. Dude, I, let me tell you guys, I, the day I graduated, this is, let me give you an old, uh, old man story. I had a Dodge Dart leaded, right? completely like heavy metal fueled vehicle. And I remember the last day was 93 cents. Now, admittedly leaded was cheaper than unleaded. It was like at a dollar 18. So what are we now in America? Does any, uh, let me look or anybody in chat, tell me where you are, where you are, where you are and what your gas per gallon is. And Someone where are you, in Brian? Said in California, it's seven. Bucks. I'm here in Texas and I'm at five. You Texas is five. California seven. That makes sense. I don't, um, I think we're three, I think we're 465 was what I saw. So where so and Reg just translated his to 9. Mm-hmm. Um and Johnny what, what you're is in a gallon Lund- for Oh yeah, for liter. Us? Uh yeah, About right. 4 and a half liters. 4 and a half liters. 4 and a half liters. <laughs> so reading here, somebody said 5 to uh 5 7. Ooh. Fuzzball says seven, 125 a gallon for me on the East Coast in 1993. Oh, okay. I was like, where are you? Where are you <laughs> guys, we're all going. Let's go east. To get gas on the East Coast and just drive to the West Coast. Update New uh, or yeah. upstate New York, eight or uh, 550, Fort Worth, 440. Ooh. He's hey Brian, maybe you're missing awesome. your calling, bro. I need to go and I, I was like, if if you start getting closer to the fours, like you tell where, me where in Texas you, what's you it are, like where you are, what's it like? And admittedly, it's four, it's four liters, Abzi. But what are you looking at for price for where you are? Uh, I don't know. Do I'm gonna Google it? Yeah, Google it for where you are. I just I just see. googled it and price per gallon, London five seventy nine dollars. Has raised so the reason so that's another thing yeah so that's your trips cheap. i'm going i'm going over there <laughs> trips, are, dollar, trips germany dollar. is like that too reg it's around that price go ahead uh, uh it's five uh, so 160 for a fourth a 160 for a fourth four five six one dollar sixty so like that's like a dollar twenty american dude you're talking a... like you're in you're one of the higher ones then where yeah you yeah are. it's pretty bad here yeah it's pretty bad so yeah, we're I nearly guess ten, we're nearly 10 bucks a gallon here 10 bucks a gallon Oh, Ooh. Jesus Christ. Okay, that's way more than us. Has anybody in chat, have you got to go on any trips? Has anybody here got to go on any summer trips? I can tell you about back in Saudi Arabia when I used to live there, how much oil was. It was cheaper than water. <laughs> yeah, it was, right? It's cheaper than water, yeah. Yeah, yeah so so there yeah. is that, too. Um, it's also more common than water, right? No. And oh, yep, so what games do we think are going to bring back? So as we look into, so we have Stray. I don't think, I love Stray. I'm, I love the idea. I haven't played it. I just want to make sure so people right. know. I love the idea of Stray. What games are we? What games might bring like the focus back? Maybe Hogwarts, but I just don't think I'm guys. I'm telling you, I don't know if Harry Potter is as big as like the three movies didn't. I mean, they're doing mm. they're like not necessarily Harry Potter movies, if that makes sense. And yeah, the Fantastic Beasts one. Yeah, but are yeah. they aren't they considered sort of knockoff silver? Like they're like this is Harry Potter, but <laughs> no, they're, they're also Potter? yeah, they're also not set in Hogwarts, right? So right, I think right. that's a big thing. Yeah. What what other games? We got Gotham Knights. I don't think that's really from what I what I've seen. That's not really setting people off. God of War. I mean, God of War is still a big one, right? Yeah, God yeah. Of War. We had the I, Xbox I think push theirs. Yeah, to next year. So let's be real. In times like these, when all these games, like you just mentioned, like Gotham Knights, and then there's a lot of others just coming out on Game Pass. I think Game Pass is thriving right now when there's not like any 
much else because there's a lot of games just coming out there and it's like okay i don't want to buy a bunch of games that aren't like the big triple a things so i feel like services like those thrive right now maybe so, that's why they did the ps plus thing so that people know why i'm bringing this up brian and i talked about this a little bit prior and and the hits that i see for instance when i do a review people don't need to look at the review because there's game pass mm-hmm. and i've for sure seen that and um, I've had a lot of people get really mad at me and they're like, why are you guys doing, you know, a top 10 or blah, 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 because you used to never, well, I, I've always done the occasional top video, but I got to tell you guys to keep the channel running, uh, like uh, the shadow run, even when I fix the audio, admittedly, I made an audio mistake, but um, even on the ones that have done very well, they've all lost money. They've lost money in whether I pay an editor. They've lost money in time. Just looking at the, you know, how much time did I spend right. versus how much mm-hmm. editing time versus blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird time. And I'm not in any way, shape, or form bitching. I want to make sure people know why the content that you're seeing is the way you see it. And yeah. uh, um, it's because we don't do sponsors as well. And I know people say, oh, you could do yeah. a sponsor. There's a lot of people who watch the channel that I have a feeling would be like, not as cool as you guys. <laughs> Some people are cool about it. Because it's like the sponsored bullcrap thing. Like it's like stuck in there, right? Would not only that, yeah. but I like the idea, man. I just like the idea. I like. It's like I have you guys on. You're not creators. Johnny's a creator, but the rest of you guys aren't creators, and that's sort of what we're known for is not creators. Like it's well, I am, but I got you guys on because we're friends, not because you guys. Yeah, like even hey, Johnny it wasn't because we I have... wasn't like hey no, Johnny not at all. you know not I don't even all. know if I yeah. yeah it's just like that's he was just I, starting on his channel when uh when he, he came was. right yeah. I just like the um I just like talking about the business because I do think I I I was definitely incorrect about the trips and the spending I didn't realize gas had gone up that much electronic electronic that shows my age like calling it a cell phone <laughs> versus a phone like there's a electronic mobile people. yeah yeah, telephone. yeah. Um, but electric cars are such a big deal now too um you know because it does it saves such a massive amount of you know a massive amount of cash for people if they want to take their trip they apart you know, from the price of electricity also shooting up like crazy true but a lot of people i know who have electric cars are also sun solar paneling it Right. For their for their batteries, for their Tesla batteries and stuff. They've done the full. Thankfully, here in Copenhagen, we're very wind reliant. Wind is another. In Oregon, I don't know why, bro. Put one in my backyard. I'd be okay with one of those 5,000 foot tall, you know, the rotor <laughs> yeah, things. Just right. the Probably not. Just but... the whole backyard replaced by it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have this big oak tree. And at some point, that thing's going to fall down and take a house out. Like, it's that big. We're talking like, I can't put my... Like I showed a picture of it. It's bigger than like two carrots with your arms. So 12, you know, it's probably eight to 12 foot wide. It's like, replace it. Put one of those big bladed, you know, spinners in the back. Are those loud? Does anybody know? They, yeah. They have yeah. to be, right? By, then they are. They can yeah. be. They can yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. I need to figure that. I need to figure that shit out. Damn. I need an electric car. I need an electric car, man. It's getting to the point. I hear the, yeah, the, you, you the car one, bubble you, you finally is bursting because it's like been hard getting drive, cars. Like for five meters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what were you saying, Brian? I I hear that the uh, like the car bubble, like that's been like it's been hard to find cars. That that bubble's somewhat bursting because even on used cars. So who knows? Maybe in the next couple of uh, mm. months, you might be able to uh, actually find a, a vehicle that makes sense price wise. Because that's the other thing. Uh, Brian says, Carrick was recently in Oregon and started to get out to pump my gas. The dude came rushing out of the office and was like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, 
Well, in some places in Oregon now, um, you can pump your own. But yeah, they right right now, especially with the um in, industry, they're looking at you, you got people have to realize that if you do say, okay, we're gonna drop the price of gas, it'll you pump it yourself, you do lose all those people lose their job. Not to be rude, oh. but I have a lot of friends who are in that level of monetary, you know, where they maybe they're pumping gas for work. I'm not a big let's remove their I job kind of person. I don't know any more gas stations here where people do it for you. It's not here either. Well, only, there's only two states now, New Jersey and Oregon, from what I understand, that pump it, that have people pump it for you. But mm. I, like I said, I'm not quick on saying let's just remove their jobs. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I know that people, you know, there's other reasons too, which is like <laughs> the joke is, is that, you know, every place that pumps your gas, there's a drug, there's a drug deal going on. <laughs> the person's making some money on the side by, you know, but uh, it, yeah, that's a hard thing, man. Cause a lot of my friends are in that industry and it's going to be replaced, right? Like you guys have all replaced it only Oregon. And yep. again, like I said, New Jersey. Where, yeah, it's certainly not future proof. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, I get it. Same thing will happen with jobs, you well, know, construction if, jobs. If truckers become fully automated, then I could see how that could actually be something that, you know, like yeah. truck pulls in, somebody needs to fill it up because no one's in the truck. So. Oh, true. I never thought about <laughs> that. Whoa, wait. Oh, that's funny. Oh, there that's will be funny. a little robot arm or so, something. So, yeah, a robot arm, you know, like, a, you know how F-16s will pull up and, they'll, you know, fly <laughs> yeah, behind and just, they have that I mean, weird it vagina. It will also be all electrical, <laughs> so it's possible true. that you can like almost oh, like sure. a... Where you pull wireless up and it'll charging, just, be like, just fucking. Well, wireless yeah. is still very inefficient. Well, I'll give it some time. You know, I'm, we're talking kind of way in the future. Like regular so. charging is still too slow. That's true. No, <laughs> fair. But I'm it, thinking like Jetsons. You Azen, know, like Azen said right, something. Right. I want to. I want to. I want to mention. Um, by yeah. the way, thanks for the super chats. I hope I haven't missed any. He says. I agree the harassment is going too far, but I think Sony deserves some of this blame, allowing this to go on. People have been waiting patiently. This type of marketing is question mark. No. I love you. Thanks for watching the channel, but I got to tell you, dude, if you are, if we are trying to pretend that somehow Sony has like harmed us with God of War Ragnarok, like advertisement or, or whatever, if we are that quick to be harmed, I hope aliens come and destroy us tomorrow. If we're well, that easily destroyed <laughs> by advertisement what that happened? were like, there were people just absolutely through the roof pissed because Ragnarok hasn't put a date out. And I'm like, oh. I, I just don't, I don't care if they tease us even. It's, they don't, it's not harming you. Harming you? Harm. Think of harm. I would go and have people break my toys and beat the shit out of me. That's harm. Dude, people have so many toxic narratives, dude. Like, they yeah. they somehow have this, like, oh, I'm entitled to a date for your project. Like, what? Man, you don't... They don't owe you shit, right? They're making this game. I know what he's saying, though, because what he's saying is that it's it's got a, it's a thing where they misuse it is what he's saying. So ignore the harm word. It's misusing your, your excitement. Does that make sense? Like they're miss They're trying mm. to, um, they're using it in some way. And it's like, I, I do, I do get that, but, uh, I don't think attacking the, 
Twitter person makes any sense. Yeah. Nick Yenter, $20 Super Chat. Happy to catch a podcast live for a bit. Have a great weekend, Baseball Gear. Also, Baseball Gear has one of the ACG face masks, one of the best face masks ever made. It is guaranteed <laughs> to in no way, shape, or form be better than a normal COVID mask, but you should wear it because it'll make you feel awesome if you die. <laughs> so if you get COVID and, and you're dying, you'll be like, dude, it's fashionable. Yeah, I look good. Um, I get I get where somebody's coming from. It can, it can suck. It can suck, but, uh, you know. That's the worst it is, sucking, right? That's the worst. PR. It's a small suck, isn't it? Let, let's like put it into perspective. <laughs> it's it's like a small... Suck. It's a small... Like, yeah, just it's a, a small, tip. Small, so, uh, oh. yeah. yeah. I think it's easy, though, to become right. focused because life sucks at times for people, and so they can, like... That's the thing they can focus on is their... Ang you know, but, dude, I'm telling you, listen to this, guys. A couple days ago, I was DM. I, I might have said this on the last podcast. No, I said it on the patron podcast. By the way, subscribe to the patron. You get special podcasts just for you. But in the patron podcast, as I turn totally make it so that there's no reason to be a patron by telling you guys the story. But <laughs> I was talking to a person. I couldn't get him on PR. He was a PR guy, and I couldn't get him on Twitter. I was like, this is odd. He's not responding. He emailed me about four days later. And he's like, oh, sorry, dude. Our entire company has left Twitter. And I got to tell you. That's happening a lot. Uh, the toxicity of Twitter. Guys, I'm not saying normal toxicity. I'm saying true. Like where even I'm yeah. looking at it going, wow. Like w this person, you know, said this, blah, blah, blah. They, um, they were just like, dude, we're out. We're gone. We're just, there's no reason to stick around. And they, a lot of them are moving to LinkedIn and Telegram. You know, and it's I get it. I mean, it's been, it's been interesting to see like what's been happening around the new Monkey Island game that, one yeah, Gilbert speaking announced, of that, because uh, we're excited for it, in, but apparently... Back in April. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, it, <laughs> Continue, I'm going to let my dogs the, out. Like the, the, there was a very sort of vocal contingent of the Monkey Island fan base that uh, that oh. was not excited by particularly the new art style that they've gone with for uh, the return return to Monkey Island. Um, mm. And <laughs> and made it very, very vocal. Um, and uh, Ron Gilbert is not uh, the type of guy to... Um, to just sit idly by like he's run a blog called grumpy gamer for like 15 years and it's called the blog has been called that for for a good reason uh he he, he can be ornery and he got a little combative with them in the comment section and that very quickly escalated into a very very ugly uh fracas uh until gilbert eventually just shut it down and said um you know i've it's it's funny to me that i was i was worried about working with disney um on on monkey island but they've been great the people who are standing in the way or who are like objecting to me making the game i want to make the game are actually like the fans <laughs> or the supposed fans um, well some of the fans let's be clear yeah, some like of them the, yeah it's yeah, it's the most like active you know kind of when you think of that the, the idea of activists and how they get engaged and how they like they focus in on it and they like, it's just becomes that the whole, the whole thing and whether they're being a troll or they're legitimate, it becomes very difficult to tell within it's, social media. Like I I've removed all social media apps yeah. uh, off of my phone and especially from a content creator perspective and my happiness and joy and free time goes way up. You know, it's like all of a sudden it's like, okay, like there's, there's an aspect of that. And um, you know, social media, like in, in my mind, it's like when, so there's some studies I've you know been reading and, it's just massively dangerous, especially for those that are like going, you know, going through puberty and developing. So like, this is just stuff I'm being aware of as my kids, you know, like, Hey, can I play? No, hell no, you may not. Like, 
But let, when you turn 18, my preference would be when you turn 25, but I don't have any say once uh, once you leave the house. But man, it's and it's affected in what people's minds and how they, they think. And so you kind of have this 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 focus and you get that. And then it ends up in my mind, my always fear with it when it comes to things, especially within game development, if it becomes this massive echo chamber so that they keep out any other feedback, they're only hearing one narrative. They're only hearing this one narrative. They're in a bubble, right. Yeah, and so like game development is... It's like project management, which for project management, you need time, money, and resources. But for game development, there's a fourth pillar, and it's called passion. And I see people like suck out passion from developers all the time, whether it's the publisher or it's it's the social media aspect. That's why I I think Apex Legends launched the best way possible. Here's the game. You know, it's like we're not going to give you any time to sit here and build up a narrative A or B or C. It's just... Here you go. Enjoy but, it or don't. <laughs> like, but there, there's also this bias of like creators uh, focusing on the negative comments, and I, I hate when I see this. And I, I know that I saw this in this case, Silver, because for every negative comment, I also saw other comments which were like, "It looks incredible, right? I love right. the backgrounds, like uh, awesome." And I, I just don't don't approve of this, where like they focus on just the negative comments and then that becomes the pr- predominant it, narrative it, it gets blown out of proportion yes right. blown out I, of proportion which is a, a very very human thing i think what what you what you touch on brian i think is very important because a lot of it ties into the problem of mismanaging expectations and mm-hmm. what happens when certain expectations get get built by either by by certain people, a lot whether whether they, they get built by like the fans constructing their own narratives or whether they get built by like the developers themselves. Yeah. Like in Gilbert's case, he was sort of damned by a blog post he made back in like 2013 on his Grumpy Gamer blog, where he basically speculated, Oh, this is what I'll make, like this is what I would do if I ever made another Monkey Island game. And back then, like the prospect of another monk Ron Gilbert ever making a Monkey Island game was unthinkable. And so he made these, these sort of bullet points for what he would do with another Monkey Island game. And few of those sort of came to fruition with, with Return to Monkey Island. So a lot of fans, his fans sort of went, look, you didn't do this. You said you would do this like 10 years ago and you haven't done this. You haven't stuck to this. This, this, this is terrible. And they sort of took him to task for that. Um, so, so it's also sort of indicative of how not everything stays on the on the internet. Like you can get. I wish I could put thing, every one things, of those and things on you, you write team. twenty years back yeah. ago come back to bite you in the ass. Like, I, well, regardless, but I wish I could take all those people who think like that and get yeah. mad at that and say, "Here, you're now working in this company," and then all of a sudden the 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 illusion shatters, and you're like, "This is hard." This is yeah. hard. Like, you know, it's like the fact that video games exist, I think is just a miracle of modern man. Just the fact that you can get hundreds of people spending millions and millions of dollars to work on something that's taking five years to complete. You know, like that in and of itself, the fact that people do cross finish lines. I'm like, what was uh, Gilbert's thing? The art? Is that what popped up? Is the art style? Uh, it was partially the art style. A lot of people were very upset that he didn't stick to pixel art because he stuck to pixel art with Thimbleweed Park, right? Oh. So they they wanted sort of and the and the sort of scum VM retained the sort of scum VM type of thing. Um, I I can personally say I saw the art and wasn't impressed by it. Um, I didn't think it looked something that artistically grabbed me. But when the game comes out, 
that sort of. I mean, well, what, what really excites me about it is not only is it Juan Gilbert making it and making it sort of his his definitive Monkey Island game, but he got Dave Grossman back as well to help him write the script. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I don't I'm not sure Michael Land is coming back uh, because I'm not sure what Michael Land is, if he's even still composing at this point. But I know uh, Clint Bajakian is coming back as well to to do the score. Uh, another veteran LucasArts uh, composer. Um Wrote one of the best, my favorite video game soundtracks of all time for Outlaws back in the day. Alex says it's just really dumb for publishers to announce a specific release date so far in advance. Just give an estimate, then announce it when you're 100. No, you'll hit it. Um, possible, but I will say that uh, you know there there's a lot of times where I think monthly would be great. We're looking for January. We're looking to hit February. We're looking or quarter, at this or that. Right? Yeah, or quarter, but I do know that a lot of times they're like, well, for this store, we need to say it's this date. For this thing, we need to say it's this date. So they, I mean, most developers are just like consumers. They know it sucks to miss a date. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, I mean, especially wanna... because oftentimes those milestones are tied to bonuses or something. You or, know? or tied to something, you know, even just cost, yeah. PR costs, uh, 50%, 50% sometimes, which is insanely high. I think now we're starting to get to the point where it's not so high, you know, where it's probably less for PR than it was. But, yeah, it sucks. I just saw him say he's just not going to update anymore or something like that. Is that what? Yeah. Sorry if I missed it. I was letting my dogs out. They were freaking out. Um, I I mean, also with PR, dude, it's it's weird because you can't win, too. One per, So a dev said, so let's say... Publisher and dev agree February. They put out some art and then 5,000 people make videos. And it's one against 100. You just can't win. Like no matter what, of those, one won't like it. And you've lost. You know, it's just like that's that's becomes the zeitgeist of everything. It's just, I mean, that's the way it is right now. Everybody has a say. Sometimes we shouldn't, even including myself. Sometimes I've said stuff where I don't like a game. But it doesn't mean the game sucks. It just means I did well. There's something, and I mean suck, there but. there are also like there are contingents of like the Monkey Island fan community who can be quite toxic. Like there there are basically two main sort of splits of it. There's there the the old school purists who really adore sort of Ron Gilbert's games, Monkey Island, or, or and um, and Monkey Island Two, Lechuk's Revenge. Um, and then there are the ones who like Curse of Monkey Island and Escape from Monkey Island and the Telltale uh, Monkey Island games. And though, because those were the Monkey Island games they grew up with. And sort of there's, there's been long been sort of a, a conflict or, or internet war between, between the two contingents. And That's, um, you could say that and extrapolate yeah. that to any video game community. Yeah, true. Like, and, and I've even had people come and be like, this community isn't toxic. And I'm like, I got bad news. You're probably part of the problem. You know, it's like if you're if, if you don't see it, it's either means that you're you don't get on social media or uh, you're maybe that maybe that's people when people talk about whatever it's, it ends up being you. But I, I think it's just passion. I think people have a lot of passion and they have a lot of feelings. Yeah, they're that, invested. 
they're invested. Games elicit emotion. I got a war. I, I keep hearing obviously people continue to praise that. I think a part of it could be tied into um, that fact that uh, a- Xbox moved all their big releases out of the fall, and then you saw everybody yeah. be like, "God of War is coming out this year. Dunk it on Xbox!" And so you have those people who are wanting that to kind of come, you know, come true. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, like my my vote is like I want the game to be ready because. If it comes out and it like, I just don't want another cyberpunk. I just would say, rather say, get the game into a state where people can buy it. They can play it. They can be happy with it. And I appreciate Sony for that. So if they delay to 2023, I appreciate that Sony will do that for their franchises. I will say IP. that um, I will take back a little bit about what I said in one way. And if anybody's like, no, that's what I meant probably not what they meant you're probably just using my uh th- what i'm going to say next i will i will say that sony has a tendency to sell their systems on exclusives mm-hmm. and there there is a contingent of people that buy early because of the exclusives that may come yeah and so they are like well i, I rushed out to get a 500 playstation 5 and now god of war isn't coming i do i do get that I do. I don't know any other way to other than just to say I do get I do get that burn, you know, of where, mm-hmm. uh, for example, Elder uh, Elder Scrolls sounds like they're saying that's not going to be console exclusive, but we know Starfield is. I I know a lot of people who are like they try to pretend that they're not uh, dissing on Xbox. You know, there'll be some big podcasts too who'll be like. Oh, we're not just not, but I bet you Starfield's going to suck. Now, suddenly it's like we hate Starfield because it's, you know, just on Xbox and I can get that. Same thing with God of War. That definitely happens. Do you guys think when it comes to console exclusivity? um, No, I won't say it that way. I'll just say, do you guys think that? uh, No, can't say it that way either. There's no real good way to say it. I just think console exclusivity right now. Uh, it hasn't panned off or hasn't panned out as well. I always thought it was dumb. You thought... Yeah, I mean, I I think it's outdated. Yeah. Well, it is, but those first-party companies, then what would they do? They'd become third-party? Like, somehow they would, like, find money uh, elsewhere? I just think exclusivity is just a bad idea. Like, I I just don't like it. I I think um, games should be available for anyone with a... with a a system to play the game. So do you think Right, but that's a very consumer... I'm sorry, Garrick. I was just going to say that's a very consumer centric point. Sure. Of view. Okay. But that's what I think. But also I think uh, they would make way more money if they put their games on other, other uh, platforms as well. But if they got made, here's yeah, the, here's the true. loop. If it got made at all, it might make more money. Right. But then for example, Sean, we know Sean Layden had multiple PlayStation games that probably wouldn't have got made by, Jack and then Jack probably wouldn't have made some of the games that who's who's in charge now Jim Ryan um because each head you know authorizes particular games uh you know from the first parties but from a purely from a pure standpoint we would all just want an open-ended streaming device yeah I say streaming but you get my drift streaming mm-hmm. isn't hardware yeah. you know specific like like region free or whatever yeah. you want to call yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like region free. Because remember that shit? Remember back? It still happens. But remember back yeah. in the day where it was like, oh, man, this game's only coming out in Japan mm. or whatever. And you're just like, oh, dude, you know, Americans don't get it at all. Or Europeans got one game and nobody else got yeah. it. And um, Super Chat. 
Here on business, $15. Enjoy the gaming chats from you gentlemen. There was a time gaming was a solo venture in all senses of the word. It's nice to see where we've moved into. It is. The toxicity might be a thing, but it is certainly nice that um, it's not just nerds. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, like yeah. we can all... and. There, you know, I'm certainly not arguing I mean, that. I mean, hell, the summer, there's I mean, just look at sports fans. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. The the argument on terms of games and being made, etc. It just I I don't agree with it because it look. I think that's formulated in uh, the business model of the past. And what I mean by that is that books get made, and you can you know like every possible form of medium plays on every possible form of device, with the exception. Of games and yes games take longer to develop they there are um, different risks that are involved but i think essentially what you would end up seeing is just the business model change and the case in point is something like game pass and playstation now i think instead of it becoming hardware platform drivers it becomes service platform drivers in which that i could see timed exclusives i could see how yeah this yeah. game's going to be on playstation first for the next year and if you want to play it now play on PlayStation or play on this device or play as a part of this service. And the reason I ended up seeing it like that, and even that people will argue for Nintendo, like, oh, who cares about Nintendo? We do because we grew up playing it. But if my kid, if I didn't grow up playing a Nintendo, do you think my kids would be playing Nintendo right now? We don't play Nintendo that much. We play on Xbox or we play on a PlayStation. We play on where the games and the ease of access is. And Nintendo is antithetical to that. So the question is, is what is their next play and so i would fully support nintendo going to a third party because their ip has such value i don't care what they charge for it but having it locked down to a device is i think i think it's going to be something that you know in, in 10 years where people are going to look back and be like that's y'all did that and my case in point is like nintendo's on iphone they had to eventually give in they had to eventually give in and actually go third party in some ways because all of a sudden i was like my kids hadn't played a Nintendo game. They don't, they didn't know who Mario was. And I was like, I got Mario run. And then I went out and got a switch, you know? So it was like, it was that kind of transition. And if you're sitting like the biggest part of the world that's coming online for games, isn't coming online with any kind of exclusivity hardware console. India is not coming online. They have no nostalgia for an Xbox or a PlayStation or a Nintendo. None that's going to drive them to wait in line. They're going to play on whatever they have available. And that's their phone. I think, you you touch on a, on a good point with with Nintendo. I think mainly because, especially here, retail stores are are becoming increasingly less of a factor mm -hmm. in terms of like electronics. Yeah. In terms of at least at least with gaming electronics. So like Nintendo used to have like huge visibility in like a retail store, like an, a retail electronics store, where you would go and and you would see Nintendo goods and stuff. That's not particular. That's not really the case anymore. That visibility has largely dissipated or decreased to a very large extent, and I think it's only likely to to decrease further. And I think that's been a huge. That's something that they've relied on hugely, and the fact that they can no longer rely on that for the future is something that they're going to have to adapt to. Mm -hmm. Sorry to people watching me eat. I have low blood sugar, which is rare for me. It popped up while we were talking. So no, you're good. Take care of yourself. I know, but chat will be like oh my god he's eating i hate that which i do too i don't want to i don't i don't sit down to watch somebody masticate um <laughs> yeah moving on from there let's talk about something positive let's talk about free games on different services reg so that people know this is All free right. games as well as games on services reg is going to read them 
Yes. Okay. So free games first. Uh, it's well, as usual, Epic Game Store. This week with three games: Gene Forge One, Mutagen, Hood, Outlaws and Legends, and Iretta's Lord of the Dead. On the subscription stuff. On PC Game Pass, we have House Flipper and coming next week, Far Cry 5 and Last Call BBS. On PlayStation Plus, we have uh, Arcade Geddon. Arcade Geddon? Yeah. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. And the Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medan. Cool. Uh, Prime Gaming, so that's Twitch. It has Fell Seal, Arbiter's Mask, which is a really good. Uh, turn-based strategy game, Fishing, uh, North Atlantic, Maniac Mansion, and Suzerain. On Xbox Games with Gold, we have Beasts of Maravilla Island, Thrillville Off the Rails, and Thrillville Off the Rails, and Console Game Pass has uh, House Flipper and coming next week, Far Cry 5, and that's the end. Wow, that's the end, huh? Games with gold suck again. Well, I mean, Thrillville. That's well, the yeah. uh, roller coaster one, right? I think. Uh, Isn't that like roller, roller coasters? Course. I could mm, be wrong. I only have a little screenshot that doesn't look very roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Abzi? You well, got sure. uh, games that have been patched up this week? Yeah, sure. Patches? I have a couple. I have a couple aside from, you know, the usual quality of life stuff. A lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, Valhalla had a huge update. Yeah, that got, right. um, Massive uh, bug fixes and quality of life did it improvements. Get, did Valhalla also get the Discovery Tour for Valhalla? I think, I they, think. they had that already. They, they, oh, they, yeah, okay. they had that. They had that from before. Um, but for, for, you know, notable things, <laughs> Strangers of Paradise. Remember that game? The, the, the Chaos game the, the, with the bad levels? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Chaos. <God. laughs> Uh, it, it announced a DLC called Trials of the Dragon King, which is coming on, coming out on July twentieth. Cool. Um, Crypt of the Necrodancer mm -hmm. got its first update in five years, uh, which added a bunch of stuff. There's no beat mode, which just you don't need the beat anymore because you know this the Crypt of the ne <laughs> Necrodancer is a rhythm game, so All right. <laughs> makes it a non-rhythm game. Um, wow. You can you can save and quit anytime now. You couldn't before. Mm. Uh, greatly reduced load times, improved controller support. They also got a custom music overhaul where you can upload your own music, multiple audio file types uh, supported. It'll do beat detection automatically in the background. Uh, and uh, special tracks can be customized, like boss tracks and stuff like that. You can actually customize those tracks, uh, which is pretty cool. Quality of life updates. And then now you have a custom level editor where you can make your own levels in that game. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak uh just came out uh, i think so i haven't uh i'm, I'm waiting for it to uh, for them to iron out some stuff because i've been hearing a lot of a lot of bad things about it with regarding to crashes and and server issues oh, you know whenever interesting okay yeah, yeah, yeah. some some that. people's games have been crashing because of it and uh obviously you get like server issues i think they did however peak at an all-time high on uh, concurrent players on steam Woo. Um, for for Monster Hunter Rise, yeah, uh, which is I think it was around one hundred ninety eight thousand concurrent, and Cuphead: Whoa. The Delicious Last Course came out, the new DLC. Yes. Yeah. Also, uh, patch one point three for Total War Warhammer three also released. Uh, brought a couple of new regiments of renown. Uh, adjusted a couple of gameplay things. Um, 
apparently broke some things as well. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> gotta love it. Uh, there were like ranged units had some had some iffiness where sometimes they they wouldn't shoot because there were um, people in the way. So sometimes it, it, they just refused to shoot even when they should be able to. But uh, their their fix in patch one point three is just to make them able to shoot regardless, so they can just shoot through their own troops, troops now which makes uh, ranged troops even more powerful and they were already substantially powerful to where now you're just able to like mow down an enemy army before it gets anywhere near you. I have a question for you guys. Narniac69 says Capcom not bringing Rise to PlayStation after the success of World. Is that not on... What is that on? Is that... A Switch and PC. Switch, yeah. Oh, interesting. And not on think- Xbox even? Not on, not on Xbox, no, no not shit. on PlayStation. That is, you're right, man. I agree with you. That is, uh, that's stupid. Especially World because is... World, World did release on Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's interesting, huh. man. I, I, uh, sorry, I haven't, um, I did the Rise. I liked Rise. There was, you know, some things I didn't like, but, um, I just didn't want to do this one because I, d- I don't think they were giving me the same platform and they're like, you have to get to, you have to top out your character, which I think is mm-hmm. already, uh, we've complained about that with Surge 2. Johnny had that issue where, you know, the yeah. DLC comes up and you're just like, dude, I don't know if I want to crash through all of this just to see this new stuff. So, hmm. I, I, I'm seeing a lot of games where it'll be like exclusive on, let's say like PlayStation or like, let's say Switch, mm-hmm. but then PC will always be the second thing always there. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's not coming out on other platforms, but PC. We, we see that happen like a lot with Square PC. Enix titles. Like, yeah, uh, yeah Octopath Traveler was the, that kind of model. It, Triangle Strategies right now out on uh, Switch, and then I'm expecting that to come to Steam uh, at some point. Octopath you know, hit Xbox, yeah. though, too, right? Yeah, eventually. Like, it just kind of yeah. just kind of started just trickling out, out outward, and it's like, and that's why I'm like, that's why I do believe the, the timed exclusive will be the thing people fight over. Sorry, man, I my blood sugar dumped. I don't know what happened. I woke up too. I think I woke up too early. I ate at the wrong time. I don't know right. what's going. We can, on. we can cut it short if you want. No, and, uh, no we don't need to no, cut it short. You guys just okay. finally get to talk for once. <laughs> Yay! Um, and then uh, and then uh, silver indie game indie game of the week, which is what? Uh, it's a game called Eternal Threats. Um, it Threats. came out Threads. a couple of months ago, back in March. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a narrative uh, adventure game in third person, or first person rather. Um, you play in the future. It's it takes place in the future where humanity has developed time tra- travel. Unfortunately, as a result, we broke the world. Um, we screwed up the timeline so much that mm. it basically turned yeah. the future into a radioactive hellscape. And so, so now there's this organization set up that tries to fix the timeline and you are an agent of that organization. So you have to sort of go back and um, and fix some stuff that the timeline sort of screwed up or messed with uh, in very small mundane events, but, uh, but they are important in the, in the larger picture all the same. So you get sent to a house in Northern England uh, where a house fire took place that killed six people and you have to figure out how to, save uh, how to organize events or se- sequence events so that these six people survive the fire or the fire doesn't happen that got or dark whatever it else how, how's um, the gameplay like um doing that uh the gameplay is essentially that you you watch these events play out and then you make a choice for how they're supposed to play out and then the then that sort of branches off into other directions and then you have to see how all these things sort of fit together, together. And, that's cool yeah and then sort of build the optimal path through that. so i'm guessing multiple it, endings it, 
Yes, uh, it it reminds me a lot actually of Observer with uh, Rutger Hauer. Mm, yeah, with uh, Rutger if you remember Hauer. that game. Yeah, um, it's uh, writing is I think quite good. Uh, voice acting is middling. Uh, there are a couple of characters here who are a bit monotone for some some of the emotional moments that are supposed to be driven home. Um, others are are, are good, at, um, but uh, but it's a game I recommend. Um, like I said, writing's quite good. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, graphics also quite good. I think. Um, yeah, I definitely recommend people take a look at it. It's fifty uh, percent off at the moment in the Steam sale. Excellent. Steam. So what? Ten uh, for 10, 15, 10, 15 bucks. Standard 15 price bucks. is thirty bucks. Um, yeah. Cool. Eternal threads. By the way, people, not yeah. threats. I thought it was threats. Uh, um. Uh, Streven, $10 Super Chat. Sunbreak has been fine for me, having a great time with it. It's more accessible and action-y than World was. Lots of comfort features. That is a newcomer to Monster Hunter. I really appreciate it. I've heard a lot of people say that. Jordan, $5 Super Chat. Do you think the lack of seamless space flight landing in Starfield will hurt the game? I love Orbit and A2G combat. Uh, A2G. Something to ground. Air, air to, to ground. ground. Oh, okay. So air to ground combat could still happen in Starfield. Um... Do I think it'll hurt it? No. In fact, I think it's really intelligent because I think that people get lost up in the sim part of landing. Um, I, I think No Man's yeah. Sky did it well, but I think a lot of people, even I was playing No Man's Sky a couple of weeks ago and I was like, it's sort of generic, you know, it's just like fly land and it's, you can see yeah. the transition. It was like, it, it doesn't add much. It does doesn't it? add the much. ability yeah. to like freely. I yeah. get why people want to do it, but I do. I think it'll hurt it. No, I think what'll hurt Starfield is Starfield is is there uh is Bethesda and their interactivity depending on how mm. much is there it could be awesome it could be too much and it could break everything too, uh, but I don't you, think you, that part will be a part we miss or talk about too much I think it'll be all the other stuff you know the one thing in Bethesda games that I notice so much is that bugs cutscenes or dialogue <laughs> is always one on one isn't it oh or yeah usually they isn't it dude you have like the typical Bethesda angle. It's like someone would like be right in front of you and then everything would be around right would in front of you. And it'd yeah. be like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And I actually miss in those games, like, bro, we're like five people in this room. Why aren't we having more of a conversation with everybody instead of this like close angle uh, on one person? Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I, I can't wait for Starfield. I don't. I don't think that'll be my issue. It'll just. We'll have yeah. to see how it, how it all works. Um, let's see here. There are no commands in chat. Okay. Uh, Eternal Threads looks cool. Elite Dangerous Transition is no shorter than entering Solitude in Skyrim. Landing in Outer Worlds is crazy. Yeah, Outer Worlds is pretty enjoyable for the landing. Trying to figure out. Yep. Um, how to get in there? Strider says just bought a DualSense controller. Does anyone know if games bought via Epic? support the ps5 controllers uh yes it works uh but don't expect any fancy you right. know vibration but I, mean, I mean it's just does normal epic vibration. have some uh is epic more difficult to get support for stuff than steam i wasn't aware of that um that's sort of what it sounded no like well steam has more like inbuilt support for specific oh, right. controllers they do have the controller command but uh i have tried the ps5 controller on both epic games and uh game pass or yeah. like xbox store uh, and it worked on on all of those for me so okay okay gotcha um so we've covered new we've covered indie let's talk about final fantasy 
real quick. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, which is what? 14? 14. 14. Yeah. So Johnny. Okay, well, John I, I wanted to bring this, this up mm -hmm. because we talk about mods uh, mm -hmm. a lot, but this we is do. a really special one because this is it's a exciting. game that, as you guys know, um, up until recently, it was actually supported in PS3. So I, I oh, haven't okay. misspoken. I see what you're saying. Okay. So it's actually, you know, it was actually it being supported. That's how old it is. Yeah. It's, and so some of the texture work is really outdated, right? It's it's like really low res in places mm -hmm. where right. like they sometimes zoom in on the collar of a character and you're like, dude, that's like PS2 era, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so this mod is like an up res texture pack for countless characters, monsters in the game, uh, environments, even stuff like flowers and shit like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, and just like the scope of it is what's so impressive, and it it's really easy to apply. How big is that sucker, dude? It's a it's it, a nine point two gigabyte download. Oh, that's not bad. Okay, that's zipped, right? Yeah, so when right. you unpack it, it's uh -huh. thirty gigabytes. Woo. You're looking at an extra thirty gigabytes. 30 gig wow, 30 gigabytes. very well compressed. Very and well. And I haven't noticed that is any. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I haven't noticed any uh, impact on performance uh, FPS. Yeah. However, you know, I have a very strong system, so I can't really speak to lower end systems on that. Here's the thing. <clears throat> I, you probably won't see much because most likely if it was made for the PS3 and all that, their cell loading and, and how many texture, like what you can even get in is going to be low anyway. So even if you up res everything and the, the crazy thing is people don't realize this. One of the things you'll see in Bethesda games is people release an up res texture pack, but it'll be optimized and it'll be lower fps or it'll be lower uh size than the original bethesda cottage cheese textures that happens in fallout 4 vr all the time where you'll see a texture pack and you'll be like this looks 25 times better and they're like yeah it's only one gig versus seven and so suddenly you have far less it's just because bethesda their texture working great. well they have yeah because you have those texture packs on nexus mods that yeah not only enhance textures but, but enhance optimized, performance yeah, yeah. yeah. it's crazy yeah. man it's great and they yeah. look good i mean well yeah. the rocks do it look at them rocks. look at them rocks look at them rocks who was it reg always got reg reg always got yeah, focus with, uh, on, but it wasn't metro. reg it was another reg person didn't like the reg didn't like the rocks and no Exodus. so yeah. it was <laughs> aimed at reg but it turned out to be another person in our discord I, who said that who was it reg do you remember because Reg I always got it the clearly. shit for it. <laughs> it was he, no. he remarked upon it once in passing. Somebody yes. else was like, on he it. made a single remark about yeah. it. Yeah. No, poor Reg. I complained about, <laughs> in, I think, in one of the Metro games about a box looking shit. And oh, then gotcha. everyone suddenly made it about rocks. Yeah, yeah. Poor Reg. He's just got, he just got the it, shit. It, it became a thing for sure. Dude, it yeah. happens where people run like, well, I mean, it's, it's yeah, yeah. sometimes it's absolutely warranted like Necro, right? Where that dude can't post a news story oh, to save his life. But right, then yeah. after no, yeah. I awarded him, by the way, Necro was amazing. He was posting news. It was up to date. It was always on time. It was always new stuff. And so what do I do? I give him a special notice in our discord. I name it like news beast or whatever and that dude's performance dropped to shit it's exactly what you you know like somebody gets an yeah. award you know how they say late, like no fact checking dude, no anything yeah, yeah. Some, the, oh my god it's amazing sometimes where you're like dude is he just high as fuck when he's posting that 
I love it. <laughs> love it. You know um, how they say the most harmful two words is good uh, job. Sometimes. Sometimes, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. I've been called out, he says. You have. But you've been called out absolutely in chat. So, I mean, hey, you know, whatever yeah. it is. And I, I love say, that he doesn't care. I love he that he does. Yeah. With it. He, <laughs> no. He's like, I've been called out. Doesn't Boom. care. Never Next changes. post is I'm like the news that Lucitan posted three minutes earlier that was like, you know, what's the fake news? It was fake news. But there's a Path of Exile new build. Oh, my uh, God. So, so talking about mods, though, back to mods, yeah. back to Final Fantasy. Uh, but Brian then was posting that, you know, they do go after some people for mods in that yeah. game i was not aware oh, yeah. so yeah. so final fantasy yeah. has an issue with mods in your game huh even and they have mods. Since, they've had since final fantasy 11 there's so... always been this policy of like yeah just don't talk about it like and that's the been their policy don't do <laughs> yeah. it but if you're gonna do it because we because we understand just don't talk about it and that policy led to an environment where we saw lots of World of Warcraft players coming over right. uh, to Final Fantasy last yeah, summer. Yeah, we did. That and was it really just like blowing up. Right. And so those two those two events caused this idea of like, well, all right, well, it's not really enforced, right? It's like, hey, we passed this law, but we're not going to fund it. So like, it's okay. just on the books. And anyway, it ended up boiling up to a point where two things happened. And that's where I'm like, that's where this is. Uh, you know, where we saw a massive, a massive amount of drama within like the game recently, they enforced it. They said, well, all right, and started handing out bans. So then what ended up happening is that you had this section of, and when I say community, a lot of people think that I'm talking about the global, we're talking about like a small, yeah, small, right. a small part of the community right. that decides to go on witch hunts and they start trying to target streamers who have been using mods. And so you had a community that's like not even aware that you shouldn't use mods or at least to not talk about it in game, but then it went beyond the game and it started being enforced through YouTube videos and social media. Have they explained what their issue is with mods? Is it that they're, they're worried somebody's going to cheat uh, or crash they're, the game? They're just or... generally afraid with like, Yoshi P has talked about like, cause we've asked for like APIs and things like that. Yeah, and, he, right. and he's like, there's still this mindset within Square Enix Global that it's no, like we Sony don't want to do global where there's, they're it's just so slow dumb. to move. Well, and it, it is it, a slow to move because as you look at like more Western studios, they're like, oh, here, we've already thought of that. And, yeah. And right. here this is and it's secured. But like and so you end up having this, but it's it, it stems from there. Like people still mod the heck out of Final Fantasy 11 and that's Same. not really enforced in police. Right. And then you go into 14 and it's like, OK, well, you and he, and he kept saying, like, I don't, like I get it. Yoshi P understands. Like, I know you want these things. The, the long of it is that the, I, I uh, stated that the mistake that they made was that they knew these mods were out there and they didn't work to bring those features in. So now what yes. they're doing is they're going to look at bringing in these Who features. Who the fuck's Yoshi P? Is that like He's a the game producer mentor? and director. He's y also Yoshida. Yoshida P. Dude, okay, Yoshida. dude, the thing is, the thing is like they really do need to either like fix their shit or allow mods or support them because right. there's Agreed. some really, do you have quick launcher? Like, no, I don't. You can't, if I don't you have any someone, mods. So I was like, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm as a content mod, creator, as well, especially as a content creator. Yeah, but like something <laughs> like if you buff someone, you can't see the time uh, left on that buff. Like stuff like that is just a no brainer. You have to have it in the UI or just support the mods. I don't like this uh, this thing where it's there's just like the stigma or something, and yeah. it's causing 
Man, so FF, everybody loves to talk about the community, how great it is and stuff, because it's very, very heavily enforced that you can't be toxic. In so game. you get a lot of... You, in you game. take that into social media and then oh, all the rules it's, it's are... off the hook, yeah. yeah. But but those people that like are like, or the best community in the world, they are so passive aggressive, you have no idea. <laughs> like like they would be like, they, they, they try to... I mean, at least if you're trying to be toxic, please just be upfront about it. A lot of these people just, just they're very passive aggressive and they'd report for like anything, dude. Gotcha. Um, and and mods are like are like that's like a big scapegoat for them now to report people on yeah and so it like it, it kind of came to a head and i was like the the mistake was that they didn't start adopting these these tools that people are needing this exposed me to a wide range of like awesome mods like i was going out and looking and some people's uis look amazing i was like yeah. oh my yeah. gosh like my game looks nothing like the actual game like it used to it right. looked, like graphical updates and color well, and then and then you pair that with like console players don't have access to mods and that's a whole thing and so the idea obviously is that they want people to have a similar experience whether you play on like a playstation or you play on a pc and then this united uh, a, a whole uh frustration between the hardcore raiders who are like if you, who's raiding on a playstation you know, and you can play this game on PlayStation 5. It plays incredibly well. And people raid on PlayStation 5 and they and they have success. But typically they would raid with maybe somebody on PC so they could do the parsing so they could find out what they need to find out. And so the good of this in the long run is that they're looking at these mods and going to look at bringing in these features because Square Enix has promised yeah. that they will spare no expense. And so that I think is ultimately going to be a really good thing. But I agree with you. Either I was like, they either need to start supporting the mod community or they need to start adapting these. And I was like, I think there needs to be some kind of weird relationship with the mod community because it's a great free way of finding out what people really want. You also, know? I want to upload my parses, dude. How am I going to parse without a damage meter? Oh, that's, I love that's not knowing what the fuck you guys are talking about. <laughs> he, so, I don't even Tarek, know. Yo like, I thought Yoshi was a character in a fucking he's Mario. Also the he's also the producer of Final <laughs> Fantasy 16. So yeah, beyond is, the MMORPGs, yeah. That's something that's coming next summer, and he's uh, he's in charge of Isn't that. Isn't that the Devil Honestly, May Cry ripoff? No, this is some. No, I would recommend. Uh, Final, I think Final Fantasy I, I sixteen. I thought Final Fantasy sixteen looked like the Devil May Cry game. Am I talking about yeah. a different one? They got yeah. the no, combat director. Oh yeah, he did. Get, they did get the combat director from Devil May Cry. So yeah, yeah, it just looks really bad. We'll have to see. Sixteen? Nope. No, yeah, you, the you one with no party good. and the guy just spinning around. It looked great. There's gonna be parties. Yeah. You'll, you'll have you'll have. Oh, remember. good, good, because they didn't yeah. show any parties in the trailer. So not we yet, but there's another trailer trailers. coming. I think essentially sixteen will be an interesting conversation. Have me back when that comes out. I'll yeah. love to talk about it. it. Uh, I'm yeah. very looking yeah. forward to I it. I definitely dropped. Originally, I was like, "Oh, this looks pretty good," and then I was just like, "Man, fuck, whatever." Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I was not impressed either. Yeah, I was definitely became less and less impressed the more I watch. We'll have to see though. Um, adding parties or, or having parties is of course the best part. Like I, I'm glad that that that's going to be in the game because originally that trailer looked like it wasn't going to be I'm just fucking, I don't think you'll me. control them. I don't want to set miss X bad expectations. They will be with you, but you're, you're only going to focus in on the one character playable. I think, and they'll I think there was a very he heavy emphasis on like a summon fight. Summons. Club. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> summon. summon fight club. That's what this game is. So. <laughs> I think final fantasy yeah. is also, um, so is 11 still online? Yes, it yeah. is. So 11's yeah. online, 14's online, 14 was remade once. 11's just still stuck around doing its thing, right? Yeah, and I'm that, some of the stuff that's come out recently about it in terms of interviews makes me angry as a longtime 11 player and hopeful with a longtime 11 player. But honestly, I just feel like pick pick something. Like it's it's so vague and, and non-committal and 
it's like what the what the eleven community wants is them to actually like invest in the game and bring it up to modern standards and actually put it on dev kits that aren't they, they literally have a physical limitation. These dev kits fail and they can't do anything. Like it's like and Yoshi P even talked about that. So it's like let's why don't take they some just time. close it? Uh, they could that that could be an option, but it's profitable. Yeah, true. Right. They they make money off of it. You're making good money off of it. You know, and by the way, I'm not saying close it because I don't like the players. I'm just saying I was wondering. Oh, it's a a legitimate business question. It's a profitable thing. And especially they virtualized a lot of things. So their operational costs. Speaking of one thing that blew me away was Reg read that Hood was given away for free. Hood, Hood's uh, top player was only 26 last month. It's it's 26 players. 26 players. Yeah. Hood came and went, man. Good oh, died. Yeah. yeah. It Somebody wasn't was that good. Yeah. Oh, it can go up back up to 40. Yeah, it can go. It can double that. Remember percentages? It's got 200% more players. What well, started with three. My, so my friend made me buy that game so I could play with them and uh, I instantly refunded it. That well, was, uh, the reason why I brought up Hood good was ideas. because um, Skull and Crossbones or whatever, the Ubisoft mm-hmm. game yeah. is coming out. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. looking at the date here, when did they announce that? November like, years ago. Yeah. yeah, and they didn't know what it was going to be. Some people thought it was going to be like a little bit of, you know, running around. Now they're saying, no, it's completely shipboard. Does this feel like it's just gone out to die, Skull and Bones? It feels to me like it's just, it's damned. Like, if I were working on that, I would be all, I would I would just be like, please, move me to a different, move me to Crew 2. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll, make, right. I'll make car skins for the six people playing Crew 2. Guys, it, it has no good. It definitely job. hasn't had the favors of fortune. Um. No. <laughs> Yeah. It, it is it's um, almost it, it, and it's been passed by by like uh, sea of thieves with a bunch of content sea of thieves has got all this content so you're going up against sea of thieves which looks beautiful and this looks like black flag has been torn apart and they've got just the ship shit and yeah i don't know man I mean, I definitely i mean i definitely think they need some kind of showcase for it they do before they launch it launch it and they gotta uh, say some why you either- need it right Either trailer or like preview event or mm-hmm. something that that's gonna drive excitement for that game. They, they must have changed some stuff since they showed it. Like, they did. They removed a... all walking around. That was one thing that they were like originally. There was some kind. <laughs> so it's of literally just just eight v eight ship battles or yeah. something. I don't know, man. That doesn't really excite me. Well, that's why I brought up Hood and Hood and Cloak or Hood and Outlaws or whatever the whatever that one other one was was because they just feel like uh, some of these games are just like gone out to die they're the multiplayer yeah. weird i don't know how to describe them but they feel like they're just a thing that people a streamer may you know may stream three or four times maybe popular because one streamer pretends it's popular and then it goes away and we'll just never hear about it again and that's what i'm nervous about and maybe I'm they're just trying to be like a new type of esports or something or you know oh my I mean? god because sailing like ship esports yeah, because like Hood would have, or, or Hood, for example, would have been great as, like someone said in chat, like a payday where it's like a heist, oh. but they made it into a PvP thing. They did, and with yeah. PvP, we're like, we're going to balance stuff and we want it to be Hood hit ready. nobody, dude. Hood yeah. was like the name. Remember how we always tease names? Hood's mm-hmm. only thing about it was good was the name. I was like, oh, Hood, that sounds pretty cool. That was it. The game, boring, generic, there was nothing about it. I don't know. I had good it's ideas, bad. but execution-wise, just... Did chival- chivalry is doing well though? It's another. It type is. Of, what's the what's the top number in chivalry? Does anybody know how many you can have? Like it's not blade and. Uh, it's huge. Um, it's from the it mountain as, blade. Yeah. It's not as high as mountain blade though, right? Or chivalry it's had higher? like two hundred players. I don't mm. think. Oh, all right. 
Uh, it supports up to 64 players. Oh, so Mountain Blade is still higher. Because Mountain Blade, or wait a minute, is Mountain Blade people or is it just bots? No, that's that people. Can, that's people. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, there, there are different modes. So there are, is also a mode where you can just basically go up with armies of bots against each other. Yeah. But, but like uh, for PvP modes, you can get like, up to 200 people so you can get modded servers that even increase that player count as well I oh believe. damn yeah those kind of games are cool but yeah it's so hood i mean, so, so, I mean some of my favorite multiplayer mo memories are from like um the some of the napoleonic mods to to the old mountain blade that were like 200 oh, sure. player line battles with people running around with muskets like uh, 200 dude, people i loved them yeah <laughs> and somebody up made in, the like, remember the star wars mods? cavalry charges had guns yeah, for Star Wars well. and shit. It was crazy, man. Yeah. And Lord, um, you had Lord of the Rings mods as well for it. More people would play that mod than are going to play Skull and Bones. Complete. I bet you. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. Skull and Bones has nothing. It's got nothing I, I honestly, going for when it. they announced its release date, I thought it was like, oh, I thought the game already came out. <laughs> so I was like, oh. Speaking oh, man, of other they, weird news, They announced though. it around the uh, the uh, the other pirate game, the one that, you get, uh, that was rare. That's Xbox. Sea of Thieves. Yeah, Sea of Thieves. I don't know. I drew a blank. But anyway, you were about to say something. Oh, I was just going to say Xbox uh, had a strong week of sales in Japan. Six people bought it. I'm just joking. Yeah. I'm more than six <laughs> people. But it outsold PS5 because PS5 has no consoles. Um, it's yeah. cool It's cool to win a game when no one else shows up. Yeah. But still, <laughs> yeah. it's weird. It's weird to think that Xbox mm. is doing not well, but selling better than PlayStation in, in Japan. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's yeah, a first, even if they sure. only have 100 to sell... That you know, beating that we number. We should get MF for them. Wolf back on because he was the guy who yeah, had yeah. the Xbox. Remember in yeah. Japan, he, he was yeah, like, was, dude, he no started way. it. He had the yeah. one the Xbox. He probably did. He's got he all the his pioneer. friends. Yeah. He's got all of his friends. He's like, guys, come buy the Xbox One, man. It's the only I think thing. That's on the, the that's the fact of the, the factor of S, like the Xbox Series S. Like, true, it's very, true, the very S. popular yeah, and Game Pass, popular. obviously. Well, yeah, and, like, game, like in Japan though. Is Game yeah. Pass well, even popular in Japan? Oh, it's, it's better. Just... It's people like it, like Japan, like especially for their, especially also X Cloud because of the commuting and all the different internet that they have there. You take that and you factor also that they're still kind of pissed at PlayStation because PlayStation actually left and moved their headquarters to California. So it's like you know it's considered a Japanese console, but it's it's headquartered out of uh, California now. So that's that's one thing, one factor. But um, yeah, I've been hearing a lot of positive. But it's it's the question is is that is it all positive news because of just how much Xbox has struggled over generation over generation to where yeah it is six hundred percent up. That's amazing. Who wouldn't want to be six hundred like whatever that number ends up being? But it's you know like in terms of actual volume, like I think console sales overall. If you're not Nintendo, it's you know in Japan, it's it, they're still just down. Yeah, I'm just trying to find their Japan numbers. Um... Okay, so I have the weekly numbers at least. I found those for for, for what hardwares. sales or for Xbox streaming sales. Oh, go for it. Sales, sales, hardware sales. So the Switch had nineteen thousand one hundred units. The Switch Lite nine thousand. The Switch OLED twenty eight thousand. Uh, the PS five seven thousand three hundred. Uh, PS five so digital, so the non disc version two thousand about. And then we have the Xbox Series X, 4,900 units, and hmm. Series S, 4,000 units. Oh, wow. That's actually, that's really good. To wow. 8,000 Xbox oh, units. And the yeah. PS4, 17 units. So, so more than the <laughs> PlayStation 5. 
PlayStation uh, 4. 17, well, PlayStation 5 was 7,300 no, plus 2,000, so there's 9,300 oh, no, okay. versus uh, 8,800, yeah, so yeah. a little bit below PS5. Well, still, I mean, that's incredible considering that like Xbox was always like 100, two, maybe 200. They're yeah. giving them away. Yeah. We can't give them away. Let's go. <laughs> I do but also still, think both though, together are like uh, yeah. what, two-thirds of the Switch. Two-thirds of the Switch, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nuts. I don't know, man. It's like GTA no, over no, here. Not, not even. Sorry, I forgot the OLED version. It's not even two thirds. Both together are like one third, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of total sales. Total yeah, because sales. Because the yeah. switch, yeah, the switch you have. Yeah. This is one of the Massive reasons numbers. I was sales. It was ni- Nineteen thousand for the original, another nine thousand, so that's twenty-eight thousand for the light, and then another twenty-eight thousand for the OLED. So you're at what fifty-six thousand. Or yeah. all, all the Switch models? Damn. <laughs> no wonder Nintendo doesn't make any improvements. Yeah, they um, don't need yeah. to. AG the Village Idiot says, as a PS4 owner on my Xbox series, uh, for my next console, primarily Bethesda and Obsidian being exclusive. For some games. For some. Just be aware of that. Right. Not all. Um, Narnak says, what is Sony's excuse at this point concerning PS5s? I don't think it's an excuse. <laughs> I think it's just just supply, man. Well, they're sure also, they want to sell more if they could. But they're also yeah. bidding they against everybody else who's bidding. And if you're going to have to go up against Amazon, Google, and Microsoft, like a Sony, like they're, I, they're, they're just out there. I would say they're also probably just getting out spun, you know, spun, spent, something like that. Well, I mean, some of that. I think he's talking about the hardware, which is that they their their line is just in a bad sp- um, bad space. Microsoft was not smart. Microsoft just moved one of their lines early, before COVID. I mean, mm-hmm. that's like one of the major things that happened. People don't realize when those lines shut down, it's everything. And if it's like mm-hmm. Famcom or whatever, that's literally every everything. Like they were making every single device in the world. So if they yeah. if they get delayed, you know, that's just sort of the way way the cookie crumbles. With uh, AMD and all of those guys and the Steam Deck and stuff, it's definitely become more competitive, too. Mm-hmm. Except for Switch, which just sells regardless. I just don't get it. Yes. I don't know who's buying a Switch again, because they have to be. It's like GTA Five, like I said, over here. Dude, there's a GTA new edition. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, the like OLED screen. At least, mm. at least for Japan, we, I think we would just have to look at software sales, which is also dominated completely by Switch. Like, Damn. Yeah. Top three. Top three, top four, top five, top six. Really? Seven. Is all Switch? Yes. It's actually all Switch. (laughs) Top ten places, it's all Switch titles. Crazy. What do we got for questions, John? Jonathan? Oh, yes. (laughs) I'm a very serious human being called Jonathan. Um, This question from I Kill Softly. If you could renew... (laughs) One canceled TV show or movie series Ooh. for one more season or movie. What show or Firefly. film? Ooh. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. And that's hard to beat, right? Nathan yeah. Fillion. I would say Pushing Daisies. Oh, it's another good show. Uh, oh, that uh, show really Hannibal. One more season. Hannibal. Man, I like that show. A lot of people did. Game was very didn't popular. Fringe also get canceled or did no, they do fr- all I mean, the seasons? It did, they... but it, it ran its it, it had a very it, good ending. It was 
it was yeah, it wasn't no, I like remember firefly it was, where yeah. it was just like it oh, wasn't it's rushed over. or anything yeah. yeah yeah i would say arrested development but back in the day <laughs> not the new shit they put out like after season three continuing that right yeah. uh travelers is another one travelers is one of the best shows i've ever seen in my life and uh it it ended probably a season early I think you guys hit my list. I don't watch a lot of television. And so it's like everything you have named. Uh, I'm like, yeah, that'd, that'd be good. I'd like and, that. And obviously the the big one that I just fought off, but they did kind of go back and finish it was Deadwood, which never got uh, oh, yeah. season did, four. Didn't they just was. do a movie to wrap up Deadwood? Exactly. They did a movie yeah, yeah, to wrap it, sort of wrap up some of the loose ends. What else we got? This question from Jesus Crust. Monster Hunter, Cuphead, and Outriders DLC all came out recently, and one thing I noticed is a large number of reviews giving feedback that it's just more of the same. Personally, I would expect an expansion to be more content with maybe a few new mechanics, but not much else. What do you guys typically want or value in DLC? Just good enough content to make me want to go back. You don't have to completely change the game. I mean, uh, one of my favorite DLCs was Prey Moon Crash and completely changed it into a roguelike, which sure. is really fucking cool. But at the same time, I mean, look at Witcher 3's expansions. They're just really good stories and really yeah, cool just environments. Just good content, right? Just good content. They didn't really change the game or anything. So, And for games that revolve around gameplay a lot, like Risk of Rain... Um, I think they, you know, they did it well in Risk of Rain 2, where y you get new playable yeah. characters, new weapons, uh, a whole new mechanic, new items, uh, some new mechanics, right? Yep. Yeah, like the whole corruption thing and how it changes existing items. Like, oh my god, I love seeing uh, what's that thing called again? The Chungus. You know what I mean? Because now all of a sudden, I can I yeah. can corrupt it and have it, you know, heal me when I sprint. The so. Chungus, man. <laughs> yeah. I always think it's weird whenever you get a, a review that's like. Oh, it doesn't play like this other thing or, or the deal, or it's like, oh, it's just more. Yeah. We get, I mean, obviously yeah. <laughs> DLC can be both. It can be, but instead of saying yeah. it's just, you would be like, they have chosen to continue yeah, exactly. with it versus it's just, which the, the language itself right, is immediately that, negative. It frames it. It frames it yeah. negatively. Yeah. Puts it in yeah. this weird spot and I see it all the time. And I, dude, I see this in even reviews. I saw it with fucking rainbow six where I'll just see something and I'll be like, you can tell the people want the game to play it completely different way. And you're just like, well, it's not that. Like, what, what is it? It's not what you want. What to is do. it yeah. not? Like what it, yeah. it's, it doesn't do this. Yeah, again, this, it, it's like, yeah, it goes back to what we talked about before with mismanagement of expectations. Like yeah. you're holding it up to your expectations rather than what it actually is. Man, some yeah. of the language being used is just so dumb when you think about it. Just it, the way it they really is. For, and it sets it up so that like, it becomes this, it be, just becomes a really negative conversation right from the start. Yeah. It's like, dude. And that's also, though, what I don't like when people do change too much. And you'll be like, hmm. Like, you've, where they'll be like, oh, we're going to reward it a high score because it changed a bunch. And I'm like, I'm not a necessarily, you know, if it's good, that's one reason to score something. But if it just changes shit for the sake of changing, uh, Fearless, $10 Super Chat. Make sure when you guys review the Callisto Protocol once it's finally out, you give it a high score. Okay. My boy Glenn <laughs> deserves it. I don't know. All right, all right. <laughs> I guess he has a friend who works on it, Glenn. Well, good for you, man. I'll review it good if it does well. If not, Glenn can suck it. <laughs> Never touch. <laughs> you gotta... 
never got to do another never touch i mean look at it look at it it's it looks like it's already i mean you know how sometimes you can sense a game Skull it's going to be good. It, it kind of smells yeah, You can smell that there's a problem or whatever this game's called. I can't even remember the name. It's called Crossbone and Skulls or... Skulls and uh, Bones. Skulls and Bones. There we go. You know, you can sort of sense it. Stinks it stinks a little. But yeah, when you look yeah. at Callisto, it's like... Mm, I, I mean, you can look at it and go that unless they screw something up, right? Yeah. It's probably going to be good. So... Yeah. What else we got? Next up, Shadow asks how long until we see good simulator games like car mechanic simulator in vr if they already exist which ones would you recommend thief sim yeah thief sim mm. is in vr too and it's yeah. incredible the big yeah. one is euro truck simulator euro truck simulator euro exists truck or truck. oh yeah oh yeah simulator games mm. baby it's it's the it's exploded without i mean dude they had a farming sim competition each yeah, for the last sport, three yeah. years. They're like, who can bail the quickest? With, and I'm like, dude, I don't know, with Redneck, but casters. I enjoy watching you try. Like, I have no dude. clue what they're even doing. And they'll talk about shit. They'll be like, well, this is actually the oh, Husqvarna, man. blah, blah, blah. And you just be yeah, like, all they right. They had shoutcasters and everything dude, commenting. They got, yeah, they got people who was like, oh, he's bailing that hay real fast. And you're like, okay, I don't know yeah, what he yeah. is, but you yeah. guys are excited. I watched them. I watched like eight hours of them of them doing like using a claw to grab some wood and put it somewhere else, and they were excited. So I was all it for was it. Was exhilarating, the sim, dude. The sim, <laughs> maybe not, but the sim games. That's that's the greatest part, man. Ah, is we missed they, it. They've exploded. June seventeenth was apparently the fourth season of Farming Simulator League. Farming Simulator League. Imagine being a farmer. Everybody's teasing you. You're the redneck hick. <laughs> You know, you're looking at farmingromance.com to meet your girlfriend and suddenly go online and YouTube has a league. That's got to be a cool feeling, man. That's got to be almost like nerds where everybody likes games now, where you're Dude. like, you know, you're that one demographic that you're like, oh, no, nobody's going to care July about John the Deere. Next one with, with a price uh, money of 10000 again. $10,000, man. Get wait, your wait, wait. So if you're ready. a farmer... Mm -hmm. Right? Can you just jump into that game and skip the whole learning curve? Because you Not already the whole learning know. Curve, but you absolute. I've seen them. There, dude. There was a guy you got who was in one of the leagues who had a trick, and he was beating everybody else. And it was an ingenious trick. Like it was, you could tell this guy probably drove tractors, and it was like, <laughs> well, if I do this, and yeah, he was yeah. like, and he's just, he's passing everybody. It was awesome. I mean, one of Speed my favorite runners. sort of reality shows of, of recent years was um, when Jeremy Clarkson had to, like, for Amazon Prime, had to yeah. like do his farm. Yep. Like, seeing him adapt to that, Clarkson of all people, sort of becoming yeah. a farmer. So true. That, that, whole, that whole process. Yeah. I think if any simulator game allowed for the people who actually do it in real life to uh, incorporate the tricks they've learned and the stuff they did into the game, then that's like a high praise for the it people is. who made the exactly. game. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. high praise because it shows they probably, you know, maybe it's physics and that's why it works, right? Because uh, you'll hear people who like bail hay. It's like what part of your body to use to get, to, yeah. to be able to do it all day because it's I bailed hay. It's it's horrible, horrible. <laughs> but um, the idea, yeah, that somebody can in real life. We've saw that with Forza when people were starting to drift correctly and they, you had drifters in real life or you have rally players in real life who mm. stated very clearly that rally games have improved their times on tracks because it's so um minute you know it's so down to the tree and the boulder 
on some of these tracks. So um, the Darge Knight, $9 super chat. Sorry for being late, guys. Well, dude, we almost didn't start. I'm just joking. Sorry for, uh, hope you're all well and had a great show. I'll catch up on demand. Yeah, we're on demand now. Are we? I suppose he just means on Spotify or something. High demand. Or, or like awesome. the video. Yeah, or just watch the VOD when I need, when to, it, put, I need to put these on like, you know. Showtime. $1.99, yeah. Fearless Cheshire Cat, $10 Super Chat. I'm new to the channel. What did you guys think about Final Fantasy VII Remake? And are there any of you guys excited for Rebirth? Or do you feel like it was a spit? On the face of the, it was a spit Ooh. on the face. That's oh, that's kinky. I like it. Yeah, yeah that's that is yeah. kinky. That is kinky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like All, almost as kinky as that they raped my childhood, right? Yeah. Well, that's not kinky. That's just creepy. What, uh, Johnny? <laughs> yeah. Johnny, let's. I mean, let's, creep, let's, kinky is often creepy. No. I don't know why I think of one like extreme over the other for some reason. Right. Final Fantasy VII, there, Johnny. What do you think of Final uh, Fantasy I'm VII on the remake? positive end think. of the spectrum. I am someone who loved the original, and I think that the remake is as good or better a version of the content for someone to experience. You can hear the high noon. Other people so, who've played the old game pulling out their smoke wagons. <laughs> yeah, like, in, in other words, I think they do such a good job elevating the music, the you know, the story. And a lot of the side characters that didn't get much, much Play. love in the original, yeah. they're they're kind of fleshed out. You know, like Jesse. You see all these characters come to life in a in a in a much bigger way for me. Uh, and I think just the fidelity and the graphical presentation, except for the door. It, except for, well, they kind of fixed the doors. Excuse me, they right? Kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, but I get it. Some people don't like the combat, so it may you know it, it may not work if you're. In fact, if you're a fan of the turn-based, uh, you may actually not like this at all. But I think uh, overall it worked for me. The combat was a bit clunky. Not a huge fan of the battle shortcuts system they had. Right. Or um, lack of jump was a big problem. Or lack of jump. Of you know, yeah. there were things like this, the camera and, and yeah. stuff like that. But overall, uh, I, I loved it. Let, so. me, let me spit on the face of all old fans. I didn't like Final Fantasy VII originally. I thought it was actually pretty fucking terrible. I didn't like the summons. It took too fucking long. It was a boring game for a lot of parts of it. And yes, I get it that a lot of people were infatuated with the graphics back then, which is fine. They saw these cool the graphics and they're like- burning in the background. Beep, 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 whatever. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think uh, paid dividends in them sort of identifying how to deliver the, the story of the old game and the characters and stuff like that. And they had issues, but- um, I think, yeah, man. I, like, I don't know. I just didn't like the original. I think this one's good. I think yeah. I, there were issues with it for sure. I, I lack of jump was terrible. What a stupid. Oh man! Like, dude, you There's no jumping guys. in eleven. Like, what the fuck is going on? It felt so. <laughs> you were like, dude, please, huh, huh? And you're trying to swing at this fucking. Mm, the, the birds and like the. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude, it was so fucking. It was so frustrating, but waiting for the summons in some of those old games was also frustrating. So. <laughs> yeah, got a couple minutes. Yeah, summons. yeah. I mean, the, like the, the King Arthur summon in particular, that was like in the original. Like, you mean? Yeah, yeah. The I don't. I I just remember sitting there, and one of my friends tried to tell me it was awesome, so I sat down to play it, and it was a lot of waiting. And then once it finally got there, because yeah. you had waited so long, you were all. 
that's it. <laughs> and then, you know, you build up and then now it's like antagonistic towards it. What were you going to say, Brian? So Final Fantasy seven was uh, the original was when I finally felt like normal as a as a young guy uh, because I was always <laughs> into that. And all of a sudden everybody was playing oh, the game gotcha. I was playing. Makes sense. So it was like I was like, you know, because I, I liked all the turn based like prior to that. So Final Fantasy seven wasn't even a graphical yeah. thing. I was like, oh, I love Final Fantasy. I was already a fan. Uh, Final Fantasy helped me uh, with reading and speaking and because sure. I'm dyslexic. And so it, it gave me the motivation to continue on. Uh, so seven was like, oh my gosh, like everybody's actually playing the same game and they're all excited right. about it and they're talking about it. And a lot of that obviously was bringing people in via graphics. So I look at, I got, sense. I have a seven remake on, I, I got it through steam. I just haven't had time to play it because of this, you know, this month's been nuts for me. So Whoa, you I've haven't been, played it that runs well on the I had because well, it came out on place. So my PS4 died. And then I was like, well, I'll wait till the P I'll get a PS5 because it right. was like six months away. Like, you know, it was like, oh yeah. And then I can't get a PS5. Yeah, and right. I was like, I'm not going to go buy a six PS4. six months away. I'm sure I can get one by yeah. then. <laughs> and I'm not going to go buy a PS4. And I was like, all right. And so then I was like, well, okay, it's out. And they came out on Epic. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to get on Epic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for Steam. And then it runs on Steam Deck. So I think I, I made the right choice. So I've been planning on playing it. And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and stream it. Because people have already experienced the story. And then yeah. I don't, they're saying there's some things different. I don't know. But I'm, I'm like, I really am looking forward to sitting down and actually playing it. But the question to answer based off of like how I already feel about it, having not played the game uh, in and of itself, I ask, who is this for? Who is the audience for? And I think it should be about growing the audience. I think it should be about right. trying to attract in new players. Would I like a Final Fantasy seven turn based, et cetera? Of course, like I would love to see that kind of gameplay, but um, that speaks to an audience that is older and 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 I wanted I wanted to bring in new players new and, and, and new and attract new ideas. And so when, when people talk about the frustration of that, they wish they were as the turn base because 16 is going to be action combat. I go, well, you got Octopath Traveler. You got Triangle Strategy. Like Square Enix is still making turn-based Final Fantasy games. They're just not branded Final Fantasy, like, you know, Bravery Default, for example. And so I think those games do exist. And as long as they keep making those, I'll, yeah. I'll be fine. Like I'm just like, just make the game you want to make and make it good. Stop. The, the problem I have with 7 Remake, and that's why I'm really excited about 16, is that I, when they announced 7 Remake, I jokingly said, that's going to be a fun game in 2020. And I was right on the date. And it was year Like, it was like Square Enix has just got this problem with, hey, we're going to make the, announce this game. And then 10 years later, you're going to finally get able to play it. So I was like, don't you dare tell me about 16 until you're, until you're ready. I don't want to have 10 years of, like, expectations put into this game. Because the thing a lot of people, whenever somebody's like, oh, they put 10 years into it. 10 years is a human resource problem. You have people who leave that project. You don't yep. want a 10 year project. You never want a 10 year project. That game's going to struggle uh, and it's going to struggle to actually have a cohesive vision. So you want it tight. You want it as tight as possible. So um, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to playing seven R, but I, I think it's all about attracting the new audience. And uh, I think I'm glad that seven exists and yeah, I would like more. I always will like, but no, like I even not playing seven R yet. I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. 100%. William Riggs, new member. Welcome, William or Bill, depending on how you how you go. Does anybody have anything else for Final Fantasy VII Remake before we move? I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm on I, the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, go ahead. I think, I mean, I think oh, people yeah. will hate me for this, but yeah, I didn't really no, enjoy it. Right. I mean, I, 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 think, uh, <laughs> I think the first five hours of a game is the first five hours of a it game is. for a reason. You yep. know what I mean? I just felt like... Uh, just the whole way through, I was like, okay, like, can we move on the story? Like, I was just, I felt there was a lot of filler. So I really didn't, 
actually enjoy it. I felt like they just filled it up so they can make three games out of one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just me. Yeah, I will agree with you on the on the, the pacing and the and, and the and the parts. I agree too. Except yeah, I yeah. enjoyed the first five a little bit more than he did, apparently. Yeah. yeah <laughs> apparently. When, they, when they announced it in parts, it's like okay like they're like yeah, it's that, a bit like the hobbit in three movies right <laughs> like if it needs to be like they, and there's a lot of world in, in the seven universe right there's a lot of True. stories that they can tell and the question is is it doesn't need to be i can't actually answer that question having i haven't played through it but i mean a lot of people love it so for sure like they must have done a lot of things right i guess it was just not for me right yeah, i gotta um, ask a question real quick what's up? sorry what's everybody's favorite first five in a game First five hours? Yeah, and, and don't say Red Dead 2, because I'll fucking leap through this Zoom. I was going to say Red Dead 2. I was actually no, going to say it. It's not. It's okay, terrible. It's not, it's not. No, come on. Five, five, what's the first five? What's the best five? What's the best? Yeah, first five hours that you remember in a game. A TMNT Turtles in Time. TMT Turtles in Time. What? Didn't you say Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time? That's kind the arcade one? That yeah, the original arcade, like Super Nintendo game. Yeah. That is not the answer I ever expected anybody to give for an arcade, as an for, that an arcade would be that. Okay, gotcha. All right. Anybody else? Halo. Skyrim. Somebody. Skyrim. Mm, <laughs> Skyrim did. Ha- I enjoyed the the trek. The. Yeah, I played that so many that times. Yeah. <laughs> we all played the first five hours. What's the only five hours you've ever played in a game? Skyrim. Um, yep. Okay. Honestly, so, I would say like. Last of Us, somebody uh, like uh, Elden Ring and and Breath of the Wild. Just that first moment coming out and seeing like the world you're about to mm, embark Elden on. Elden Ring is pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah. And you, first and, five. and like you start off with like next to nothing, and just that fe- that, that I like the starting of those games more than when I'm like fully geared up and stuff. You know? Dude, I'm reading some of the answers here, man. We got like this is the first time where I've seen this many unique answers. Firewatch, Fallout, uh, oh, Exodus Witcher is a good 3, one. Star Wars Jedi. A Red Dead 2 element. AO. Yeah, you better be. Mafia 1. <laughs> yeah. Hinterlands. <laughs> Last of I Hinterlands, man. Last of Us 1, Witcher 3, Horizon Zero Dawn, which I would actually agree. Horizon Zero Dawn's first introduction to the world's awesome. GTA yep. San Andreas is a really good answer. Half-Life is an awesome answer. So oh, all Half-Life. these are really good. Yeah. Bloodborne, the God Half-Life of War, Bloodborne. Great Assassin's answer, Creed 2. Why five hours though? Because that's what I said out loud. Mm. Answer it. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, it's funny because I actually, you know, the first five in Final Fantasy remake is maybe some of my like most cherished. But just because Oof. you know, I also yeah. love the original Mass so. Effect. Ooh, yeah, mm. Mass Effect. When you're first walking around, you finally get on that ship and you do your little speech. Uh, true. Ooh. Mass Effect. Yeah. These are good. Oh, there's Breath a lot. Wild. Breath of the Wild. Ooh, God of War 3 was really good. God, God of War, War 3, 3 where you're like climbing up to Kingdom kill all the Come gods. Kingdom Come Deliverance is a good answer. Even though yes. I hated the starting of that. I know why I, other people do. I love the starting because yeah. you're a peasant. You're like such a piece of shit. I got my ass kicked trying to <laughs> yeah. leave the village 1,000 times. I wanted to kill somebody. Uh, Morrowind. Yeah. <laughs> Morrowind's fantastic. The fucking magic user falling from the sky. Oblivion. Yeah. Fighting prison. out of the prison. Dead space. Mario 64, maybe? Like Mario Mario 64. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. These are all... There's not a oh, single yeah. answer I disagree Hellblade, with. Yeah, great that. answers. What did he say? Hellblade? Yeah, I saw Hellblade, Hellblade and Azura's Wrath. Azura's Wrath was the one... It was like a boss fighting game, right? Like, wasn't it big, huge, epic battles yeah. through that game? Yeah. AC Syndicate. 
Oh yeah, when you switch between the guy and the girl, like in the the beginning. Oh, sorry, real quick. I want to say, we were talking about streaming and I forgot to mention this. Uh, I streamed eight hours of Assassin's Creed Road and then uh, about four hours of Far Cry. And I got to say, GeForce Now has the ability to up your bit rate. And I can't wait till Xbox does. Because Xbox is at 15 megs. And I got to say, it's not enough. When you jump to... uh, GeForce, you can crank it. I had it at 90 and it never used more than 30 ever, not a single time. And it looked not perfect, but really close. Uh, I just want to point that out if you're a GeForce, if you're thinking of GeForce now. Um, anybody else have any here? Silver, I don't know yeah. if I heard your first five. What's your first five? Uh, I mean, I could give a lot, but I'll give nope. you an, an, an unconventional one. Um, oh, Star Trek Voyager Elite Force. Um, that was a first-person shooter made first by Raven shooter. Software. Um, yeah. And it's one of those games where I started playing, and all of a sudden, it was the next morning, and I had beaten it, and I had played it for, like, eight hours straight. Um, like it really managed to... Even though it was an action game, it really sort of managed to capture the Star Trek spirit to me and make me feel like I was on... I was a part of a Star Trek Voyager episode, and I was, like, part of the World Voyager crew. In the way, because it had like in between missions, you were like walking around the Voyager, talking yep. to the different crew members and stuff, and and like immersing you into into the universe in that way. It was very very good at doing that. Um, there were quiet moments in some of the levels, like they wasn't all shooting all the time. Um, yeah, I thought that was one of Raven Software's best games. Uh, they made a sequel. A sequel was made for it that wasn't anywhere near as good. But yeah, the first Voyager Elite Force I thought was very, very good. I felt the same way about the Star Wars one, Command Elite uh, Republic Squadron? Commando. Republic oh, Commando. Republic right. Yeah, I thought because it was a different. You were not like it wasn't the thing that we were accustomed to. It was like not a character you were accustomed to, and it was very good. Some of these answers, Uncharted 2. Yeah, Vampire's a good one, dude. Like that that crazy start with who you kill at the beginning. This is... person says first Gears of War, and I would agree, man. Gears yeah. of War, when you get out of the, like you, the prison. And it's so fast. It's like, here's here's your shit, and he like puts on yeah. a bandana. I and you're just marveling on the graphics, and you're like, what oh, is this? <laughs> yeah, so good. Did you give yours, I mean, Brian? First... Yeah, I talked about uh, the Turtles of Time and uh, Turtles Mario 64. Mario 64 yeah. is a 64, really good one yeah. because yeah, they give you like you start in like a playground where you could test Mario's like new yeah. abilities and jumps and stuff. So, so Red, um, I still Red. think I would still argue that actually I think Odyssey is by far one of my favorite Mario's, like, especially in the 3D space. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like 64, I think is such it's, it was so groundbreaking. Reg, what was yours? Skyrim. First... Oh, yeah, yours was Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's sort of the generic answer, but it's. It's the one we've played 800 billion it's, billion it's, times, It's right? pretty memorable. There's <laughs> also a Metro, Metroid Prime. It's also a big one uh, where first you go to the space station. Like there's a whole mystery sort of horror scenario there. And then you go to the planet and there's like the, the spooky exploration there and stuff like that. Um, also a really strong opening. What about. Um, oh, my God. Come on. No, I can't remember it. KOTOR. I actually think KOTOR's starting was actually right with good. the uh, the like the boarding the ship and yep. Oh, somebody said Rogue them. Galaxy. Wow, somebody else who knows what I'm talking about when I mention Rogue Galaxy. Before you realize you're a Jedi. Before you, every game's before you realize you're a Jedi, <laughs> right? Like, they, dude, I'm sorry, but those yeah. guys can't write themselves out of a fucking box. <laughs> um, Metroid Prime. Somebody said suffering fighting force. I know a lot of people like fighting force. I don't remember anything about Fighting Force. I just see it mentioned in our Discord all the time. What are the questions we got, Johnny? So uh, this one, 
from Warpig. Just wondering how you met everyone. Um, addressed to you, Carrick, I guess. Is it through your content, all of us? We've yeah, kind of found you through your content? Yeah, because we were on Patreon prior to doing a podcast. And then I think somebody mentioned Discord in a Patreon post. So we did Discord. But yeah, all through that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. pretty yeah. much. What else? Cool. Last question for today. Favorite female... This is from Beastie by Nature. Uh, favorite female protagonist and why? Kate Archer from No One Lives Forever. Because she, in in so many ways, she's like the the embodiment of it. Because she she she's a, the game is set in the '60s, so she has to fight through gender discrimination. And the entire game, she has to fight through people ridiculing her for being a woman in what is supposed to be a man's job, and sort of her pushback against that and the way she deals with it is, is really really frequently very funny. Um, and also, I think very sort of well handled by by the writers of that game. Uh, also, she's quite powerful. She's well acted by, uh, I forget the voice actress name. Um, but yeah, she's she's my favorite. I'd say with Samus from Metroid Prime. Um, yep. Because as a kid, I, I, I didn't know Samus was a girl at the start. Obviously, I don't think anyone did, but it took me a while because I didn't finish the first Metroid Prime for a while. Oh, like I played yeah. Smash and stuff before then. So I always assumed it was a guy. And I was always like, oh, Samus is so cool. Like, he is, is sick it's amazing like all this like shit like the mobility and everything and then got revealed as a girl and it was the first time as a kid because you know i was a kid obviously i'm gonna have those like weird thoughts but as a kid i was like oh my god woman gonna be strong and crazy as well and i, yeah. I admired her yeah mine's jade from beyond good and evil for sure i right. loved that character Ooh. um anybody else got one favorite female because i have uh two questions i gotta read from the discord or from the patron Oh, go for it. I, I like Lara Croft in the recent you games. You know, uh, I agree with that. That's actually what I was going to go the, with. The but... acting and stuff was really good. Yeah. I'll take, uh, I'll take Tara from Final Fantasy VI. Uh, you know, <laughs> I like, I she was one of the, you know, people say Six doesn't really have a main yeah. protagonist, but uh, definitely a main character. I loved her. So real quick, Crook says, what's up, gents? Hope you're having a great Friday. Have you heard of The Pale Beyond? It's a really cool RPG with some survival management. Your ship, the temperance gets stuck in the ice and you have to make tough decisions. So this sounds just like the TV show of The, it's, the uh, Terror. That's actually being developed by Bellular uh, and his uh, in his game studios. I don't, has, I don't think that's come out yet. I think that's coming out. Mm -mm. So I guess some of us well, have heard about it. There was a demo on the, the demo festival. Okay, good. Uh, Vader says some words in uh, Japanese, which I can't understand. He says, what are your thoughts, suggestions, or opinion about using OLED monitors versus regular monitors? Blacker blocks? Burning risk? <laughs> the only thing I've ever noticed about OLED, my only complaint, is auto-dimming. That's my only mm, complaint when it yeah. comes to OLED. If, there's, if you're Windows user, when you pop up a big window, you can... You can notice that. Right. But I mean, dude, TVs are amazing now. If you're looking at an OLED monitor versus like an OLED TV that's high end, you're probably overspending. Yeah. Um, Eric LeBrasser says, do you guys like watching documentaries about how games are made? I do. <laughs> I do sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. It, it, I have to I really like, like a game. Actually, the, the FF14 one was really, really good by Noclip, I think. Yeah, it was mm. a really good one. The ones I like the best are, strangely enough, I was going to say from the studios themselves, because um, 
I don't know why, but maybe it's dev. I guess I would say not documentaries, dev diaries. I like dev diaries mm. where it's just like, hey, we're going to show this. And then last one, Hugo. Have I, you had, oh, I, just, go for it. Just to, for sure. to, to go for the answer. Um, I think, I mean, it goes to the answer of yes, but because I, I like watching documentaries in general, but the documentary has to be well-made because a documentary that's well-made can make any subject interesting, whether that subject is game development or like stamp collecting or whatever. So I, I just, I, I like the documentary aspect in general, but the documentary has to be well-made because there are a lot of game documentaries that are that are boring or not yeah, well-made. That aren't um, well-made. And, and there are some that are brilliant. Yeah. Um, Hugo says, have you had the experience of liking a game when you saw gameplay footage on YouTube, etc., but then bounce off it hard when you take the plunge? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Has yeah, anybody so. not? Yeah. Happens. Yeah. That's life, right? It that, must have happened yeah. at some point. I yeah. don't, I can't really put my finger on it. It's happened to me hundreds of times. Outer that, Wilds. Yeah. I think that's the one I, 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 I've seen a lot of people love it so much and they're like, it's breathtaking and all this stuff. And then. I bounced off it really hard. I couldn't get I, into I'm it. I'm with you, Abzi. I'm with you yeah. as well. Same thing happened yeah. to me. Yeah, I sort of bounced. Off. I, I want to let. I want to. I want to see what. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it looked great on paper. Yeah. All right, that is it for us, Brian. What do you got coming up on your channel? Pimp it. Well, I mean, essentially, this coming uh, week, I'm going to be playing some New World. I'm going to be playing uh, some Final Fantasy VII R. Uh, in terms of like actually kind of planned out videos, I'm just going to be working on some uh, new guides for Final Fantasy XIV and. Um, honestly, with the Fourth of July weekend, I think most of my channel plans are more to drink some, uh, drink some drinks and hang out with the kids and blow up a part of the uh, the Earth <laughs> for Fourth of July. But uh, yeah, ne next week is uh, is more just going to be about um, kind of just jumping into what uh, what I want to talk about, and that ends up being MMORPGs pretty heavily. So if you guys haven't uh, followed me over on Ginger Prime, that's the best place to start. But I uh, have found, and we were talking about this in the pre-show. Uh, that if I focus a channel on a specific game uh, and that I'm passionate about, uh, algorithmically, that ends up just making a lot more sense. It makes a lot, it's a lot more work up front, but then in the long run of it, it's a little, it's, it's much easier to be able to find, you know, people to find what they're looking for. Cause I get, I don't know if everybody, you guys get that, like, hey, where's this review? Have you posted this review yet? And you're like, I posted that review two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, all right. Yeah. YouTube is just, yeah. Shit. YouTube being YouTube. <laughs> what about you, Johnny? What do you got? What do you got so tomorrow? Tomorrow, I'm, I'm streaming my League of Legends journey. And I worked with, with an artist to create like a cool overlay mm -hmm. uh, because I don't like the HUD in, in League that much. Uh, so, so I have like an actual custom overlay for people on stream uh, for the first time tomorrow. So I'm pretty excited. Nice. About that. Excellent. Got to cover the map. No, I'm not big enough. I'm I'm, I, know, I, I know. don't get ghosted. Yeah, I don't oh, get a sniped. Of, somebody's watching you play. A lot I don't of get sniped Legends. yet. Yeah, so, yeah. A lot of yeah. League of Legends streamers cover the map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the best things we ever did uh, was helping somebody. It wasn't League of Legends. It was one of the... There's two or three. Heroes? Was it Heroes? Heroes of, uh, oh, but Heroes anyway, of the Storm? We recorded uh, uh, them playing the game and then overlaid it onto the map while they were playing. So they saw a completely different game. Was oh, completely that's different. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> we caught some people That'd going be like, so confusing. That oh, be like, dude, it was, he saw he saw everything, but the overlay was yeah. just the transparency. Yeah. Um, for me, I've got uh, two walking the walks I'm cleaning up that are older um, with bad audio that I'm cleaning up. And then I'm currently working on a walk in the walk. There's going to be, I'm hoping to do Stray 
I'm hoping to do some stuff. If you guys notice, we haven't done, you know, haven't done a bunch of stuff. It's uh, just, you know, trying to make one longer form video as uh, there's not a lot to review um, right now. So you guys should see some stuff from me in the next couple days. And 4th of July is coming, so don't expect much over the 4th of July. I hope everybody has a good time on the 4th of July if you celebrate it. Also, if you get a chance, please go to Spotify and iTunes, ACG, the best gaming podcast, and rate this podcast. It really does supremely help, which I wasn't aware of, so I'm going to have to push it occasionally. And then Discord as well, and Patron. Go check it out. Join. Uh, Reg, what are you streaming? Anything? No. Nothing. Not going to stream any? Uh. Not going to open up your channel again? No, no. Reg doesn't stream anymore. It was called Better with Friends. Now it's just better with. It's just better. No friends. friends. No friends left. Yeah, better without friends. Anyway, that'll be it for us. Thank you everybody for watching. Thanks to Brian for showing up. Always a pleasure. He'll come on anytime he wants. Peace out, everybody, and I hope you enjoy your Fourth of July or whatever else you.